Welcome to Plato's Cave. I'm Jordan Myers, and I'm a master's student in philosophy at the University of Houston. You're listening to a reading group episode of the show, which means that in this episode, I discuss the paper Responsibility and the Limits of Evil, Variations on a Strawsonian Theme by Gary Watson with two non-philosopher friends, Adam and Giffen, because philosophy shouldn't just be for philosophers. So <clears throat> this is the fifth uh, episode in the Free Will and Moral Responsibility series. And this is a wonder, wonderful, wonderful paper by, as I said, Gary Watson. It was written in 1987. And uh, this paper is an investigation into exactly what the title implies, the limits of evil, specifically from P.F. Strawson's view, which we discussed in the last episode. So I loved this paper. It's one of my favorites of all time in the responsibility debate. And this paper really gets us to question how we reactively or objectively view um, evil people or wrongdoers in our lives. And so that's exactly what we discuss. And I hope that you find it interesting as well. I know that I certainly did. So with that introduction, please enjoy this discussion of Gary Watson's work. So the paper that we're going over is called Responsibility and the Limits of Evil, Variations on a Strassonian Theme. <clears throat> so just just 30,000 foot view to see if I understand it correctly. I take Watson in this paper to be expressing, I think he says this explicitly, some sympathies with Strawson's, what he calls expressivist view of moral responsibility and the reactive attitudes. Um, but he seems to be critiquing Strawson um, in a way that is, I think, similar, but perhaps different also from the way that we and maybe specifically I critiqued him at the end of last episode, right? Because um, I, I was making the assertion that Strawson is is precluding the relevance of determinism, but then make trotting out these exemptions that I thought smacked of clearly at least deterministic variables, um, and. Watson seems now I know Watson is a certain type of compatibilist, but he seems to instead of critiquing Watson, I'm sorry, critiquing Strassen in the way that I did, he seems to critique him in this sort of like moral community, moral address sense. Is that how you guys understand the general view of the paper as well? Yeah, but I, I also think that he also critiques Strawson in a similar way that, that, you, that you did as well. I think like he, he introduces the concepts of like, you know, um, just like environment and consequences and how those actually kind of do, they are kind of are taken into account when we allow for, uh, what was it? The second plea of Strawson. Yeah. That was at the very end, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's so that that's something that he also kind of introduces or, and kind of expounds upon as well. That yeah. don't we sort of inevitably do that? That yeah. I mean, I, I want. I'm interested to get to that because I, I have some questions along the way. I, I don't know. I clearly agree with this in a large sense, but I want to kind of refine and figure out exactly how much and where I agree with this and where I might not. Sure. Um, Okay, so he has, um, he has some, I, I really like the introduction, actually. I was joking around with Giffen a couple of days ago that, like, he, he explains Strassen better than Strassen explains Strassen. <laughs> <laughs> like the freedom of resentment. 
Um, I'll just read a few quotes from the introduction. Um, he says, <clears throat> this is how he starts the paper, regarding people as responsible agents is evidently not just a matter of belief. So regarding them means something in practice. It is shown in an embrace or a thank you, in an act of reprisal or obscene gesture, in a feeling of resentment or sense of obligation, in an apology or demand for an apology. To regard people as responsible agents is to be ready to treat them in certain ways. Now, I love that kind of summary of uh, the, the reactive attitudes, um, or at least that's, that's kind of how they're brought in. Um, so far, I agree with that because I would say, like, there's no objective uh, or, or ultimate moral responsibility, but yes, we fall into these kind of, these attributions towards people. Um, he also has a nice summary of, uh, of Strauss, and later down in the, the next paragraph, um, he says, whereas traditional views have taken these attitudes to be secondary to seeing others as responsible, to be practical corollaries or emotional side effects of some independently comprehensible belief in responsibility, Strassen's radical claim is that these reactive attitudes are constitutive of more responsibility. That's a great way of summarizing him, I think. Um, and yeah, he I says, was, this line, oh, was, I was amazed at like, yeah, like Strassen, for God's sake, just say that. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great way to summarize I fear uh, Strassen himself would think it was over-intellectualizing mm -hmm. his work. I might, I might steal that and qu I might quote that sentence summarizing Strassen in my writing sample because that just puts it perfectly. Yeah, um, it really does. I might, I might you know, say you know, this is how Watson understands him, um, which I think is right. But he says, um, he kind of lays out his aim in the paper. He says, in the last paragraph of that column, um, here my aim is not to defend it being the Strassonian view, as superior to, to its alternatives, but to do something more preliminary. A comparative assessment is not possible without a better grasp of what Strassen's theory is. As Strassen presents it, the theory is incomplete in important respects. Um, I, I agree with all of that. And that's what I said I'm kind of interested in, in like you know, fleshing out with you guys. Now, in the next section, I, I found it interesting that Watson, I don't have the quote because it was kind of, over several paragraphs, I think the first two, um, it seemed like Strassen was was seeing um, the compatibilist as a consequentialist. And I was surprised by that because I don't think that that compatibilists have a monopoly on on consequentialism. like you you could be a like a, a Galen Strassen like skeptic about responsibility and still endorse a consequentialist view of it. Like that's what I would say I fall into, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I was surprised that he categorized kind of, he referred to compatibilists as consequentialists about it. I think compatibilists in the sense of, you know, those that, you know, don't reject moral responsibility outright. Right. In the same way that like Galen Strassen ultimately rejects moral responsibility outright. So it's so like, like, like if you take a, like, let's go back to the Dirk Paraboom episode. Like if you, if you're like a reasons responsive compatibilist, that doesn't seem to me to hinge on the consequences of it. That seems to me to hinge on like, you've theoretically thought out that like reasons responsive is the category under which 
more responsibility follows. And it's not for the consequences of that. It's because it fits a certain type of action or type of person, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I'm not, what I'm saying is, is like, it, it's not, I, I just don't think that compatibilists have a monopoly on consequentialism. And it seemed like, can you just expand on like the example that would, you know, show that Jordan, you said like your view specifically, maybe that's a little bit, you know, too early to say, but well, I'll, I'll just use Galen's view. Like, well, I, 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 yeah, I shouldn't, I shouldn't on Galen's if you want. I, well, I shouldn't project this onto Galen because I don't actually know what his like uh, ancillary views are on this. But, but as an example, I, like in theory, I know for a fact that there are, um, uh, like, like deep moral skeptics of a Galen Strassen sort that say, let's eschew any idea of of more responsibility in an ultimate sense, right? Um, but what, what we can still say is, okay, well, that's garbage. But um, for consequentialist reasons, we can still preserve some aspects of more responsibility, you know, blame, punishment, um, because they have good consequences. Uh, and all I'm saying is that it, it, I thought that it was odd to refer to compatibilists as consequentialists as if they had a monopoly on it. No, okay. maybe no, I'm was just good, reading him. I think that was a pretty good explanation, actually. I got that vibe. I didn't understand what your claim you were making earlier because mm. it did seem kind of odd because, I mean, <laughs> a lot of the tension here seems to be kind of under that, like, false assumption. It's like, well, like, if we kind of get rid... Maybe I misread it a little mm. bit. You can clarify. But it was like kind of like, you know, we how do we address the fact that, like, you know, we have these kind of human interpersonal relationships that kind of structure the way, you know, we... Um, you know, treat people, you know, in, in like good or bad ways. Like, how do we have that with like, but also to have like, to have, like be skeptical of moral responsibility. And it's like, it's like, I, yeah. I got the vibe like that they, like they kind of tied it together like that. It's like, once you get rid of moral responsibility, there's no, like you kind of yeah. descend into like that weird dark space where everyone's in like the objective attitude. It's possible that I'm either misreading Strawson's characterization of the debate or it's that I misunderstood the characterization of the debate previously and, and Watson is representing it accurately. But, but I just thought that it, it's very, in my mind at least, it's clear that there's not a compatibilist monopoly on consequential. I don't think too much of the paper hinges on that, um, but that was just a note that I had. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, like, I, it wouldn't surprise me if neither Strassen, well, I mean, I have to say Strassen in this case, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just, like, really thought, you know, it was just the, the thing you're proposing where you have, like, this kind of, you well, know. Yeah, Strassen for sure doesn't. Yeah, I, like I guess I can't say about sure it, yeah. like Watson or Galen, but, like, I don't know. I, I mean, to them, I think just, like, maybe it's the time period or just kind of, like, you know, the, the forces that they were able to, like, you know, yeah. muster to imagine just they, they, they really saw as like, well, if you kind of take away this moral responsibility aspect, like you, like there is no other reason, you know, if you take away the ultimate moral responsibility, is there a reason to like preserve these like structures that we have? Cause like they focus yeah. so much on it. I don't but, know. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm like at the wrong angle here. Cause, Cause we gotta remember though, that like Strawson is a very specific type of compatibilist. Like he doesn't fall under the kind of quintessential. He, he's not a, uh, a character based account. He's not a, uh, reasons responsive account. 
He's not a moral reasons responsive account. And I always forget the fourth one. Adam, help me with that. It's um Oh wait, <laughs> which one did you name there? Second order. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking about something else, but I'm, I'm uh, sure I'm sure that I can find it quicker than yeah, it would take me to rename it. Second order. Yeah, thank you, thank you. The want to want, the Frankfurt that. one. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I tuned you, you guys out. Um, you didn't say that, Giffen? No, I did say that. Jordan nope. was like, Adam says it, and Jordan's like, ah, quite, quite. I, <laughs> oh, no, I, I just tuned you guys out. No, no, I get it, I get it. Don't, don't hold reactive attitudes toward me, Giffen. Of course not. Only take, the objective. Take, I beg <laughs> ever the, the objective, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, like, because Strassen is not, P.F. Strassen is not one of those kind of, um, the, 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 the main types of compatibilists, right? He's flipping the relationship where it's not, it's not more responsibility follows from these criteria. He's saying, he's saying like our attitudes about it, our interpersonal attitudes about it are what constitute more responsibility. So he's like a really specific type of, of compatibilist. And I, I never took any of those four types of compatibilists as saying, um, you know, we endorse this reasons responsive view for consequentialist reasons. They're just saying this is the moral responsibility that matters. Like it's here. And then well, it but, but like, remember like PF Strassen like starts his paper off, like juxtaposing, you know, like the debate between like compatibilists and libertarians, right. Mm-hmm. Where like they have like some debate where it ends with the compatibilist saying that just for reasons of consequence, you know, do we, uh, you know, so like I think he's kind of hearkening back to that, right? Like that, okay. that the, the structure that P.F. Strassen sets up, like the kind of like imaginary debate between compatibilists mm-hmm. and libertarians. Then, then, so maybe Watson is representing Strassen accurately, and I just, I just, excuse me, really disagree with how Strassen is laying out that debate. Then, because I don't think it's between that. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, Do you yeah. think so, though? Because, like, I just wonder, like, before, like, I mean, before you had read this paper, and we just may not have, like, a full understanding of, like, you know, the, the true debate landscape. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, before, like, papers like this came out, would you have been able to put forward as, like, a determinist, um, like, any other proposition other than what Galen put forward? Do you know what I mean? Because Galen, Galen's saying, like, ultimately we have no moral responsibility, right? Would you, like, before a paper like this came out, were, you know, determinists even part of that debate? Like, determinists would just say, well, ultimately we have no moral responsibility until P.F. Strassen said that's not necessarily true depending on how you define moral responsibility. And in his case, like a reactive sense. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know. Well, I know that um, P.F. Strassen's paper was written in the 60s. Galen's, I, the one that we read, I think, was like in the 90s. Um, so, so it was... But, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't know really kind of the historicity of all these views. But, but Galen, like, Galen seems to be kind of like putting in his own words. Maybe. Like, point that he's been teaching for a long time a viewpoint that likely was you know i mean that's it's not like a truly like insightful view that comes from determinism right like we're not ultimately responsible i'm sure like that is a Mm. very old view Mm -hmm. yeah like like epicurean philosophy talks about that yeah it's like it's very old yeah there you go so it's like i i wonder if like the debate was possibly as rich 
um, before P.F. Strawson's paper, right? I'm mm. like, no, maybe, what? maybe. So I don't know. It's just uh, maybe I'm quibbling, but it just it it really seems like that. And and here maybe maybe that was more accurately categorizing kind of the camps at the time, and it's not anymore. But it's just. I don't think that you can kind of call yourself an honest to God compatibilist for lack of a better term, if you're hinging it on just the consequences because a moral skeptic, I was thinking that too, because yeah. a moral skeptic could say the very same thing. Yeah. Like, like in order to be kind of, for lack of a better term, like a dyed in the wool compatibilist, it has to, you have to be endorsing. And now I'm fine if we want to branch it at, um, the the order of causality are you a strassonian where it's the reactive attitudes constitute more responsibility or are you one of the four types or any variant of where it's these theoretical grounds if they're met then more responsibility follows from it sure but like it, it's weird that they wouldn't point to one of the four compatibilist arguments mm -hmm. that take more responsibility would rather point to you can't you can't do i don't i don't find is, that valid yeah which which might have been like the position of you know a um you know a moral skeptic before it's someone indistinguishable. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's like you know there we don't really have you know any ultimate moral responsibility but maybe you could you know kind of say well you know evolutionarily mm -hmm. you know we you know have empathy as a result we're a yeah. social species and it's yeah. um you know it's pragmatic for us to adopt these these you know kind of views of certain behavior and, um, and at that point you're almost just more of a strassonian at that point yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i yeah okay i i i think i i think i kind of get it more at this point or at least i get my quibbling more at this point yeah it, yeah, I, no, I, I, that was I, actually just a side note. Yeah, I'm on board yeah. with that. Okay, okay. Um, I, I maybe might be disappointed with the listeners. I don't think actually that much of the paper hinges on that distinction, but I, I just kind of wanted to make it make it relevant. Um, okay, but but so I'll just I'll quote a couple a couple more things. Um, <clears throat> second column, uh, uh, he says in Strassen's view. There is no such independent notion of responsibility that explains the pr uh, propriety of the reactive attitudes. It is not that we hold people responsible because they are responsible. Rather, the idea, our idea, that we are responsible is to be understood by the practice, which itself is not a matter of holding some propositions to be true, but of expressing our concerns and demands about our treatment of one another. Again, a beautiful um, summary of Strassen. Um, Really, I mean, we could have just instead of reading freedom, uh, freedom and resentment, we could have just read like the first couple of paragraphs of this. Um, yeah. um, <clears throat> so I'll skip the next part because I think we actually just brought it out. Um, so in the next section, it's called excusing and exempting. I had a few questions about this. Um, well, first, I have a quote in the first paragraph. Um, he says that. Strassen is anxious to insist that these attitudes have no rationale, that they neither require nor permit a rational justification of some general sort. Nevertheless, Strassen has a good deal to say about the particular uh, perceptions uh, that elicit and inhibit them. Now, that's true, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I suspect that, that Strassen's kind of... Um, <clears throat> reneging of his claim to like over intellectualizing these issues 
I think he falls, he kind of regresses on that because I, I like, I do actually think that like the concern that I brought up is a legitimate one. It's like, you, you can't just kind of say that we can ask questions and try to like systematize more rigorously these things. It's not, it's just, you don't, you can't have that. Like clearly some cases strike us as, um, uh, you know, just just warranting certain reactive attitudes in some cases just strike us as warranting the objective attitudes but like i feel like the practice should be more scrupulous than that you know and i feel like strawson feels that too <clears throat> too and that's why he kind of backs away from it like he hedges um yeah and honestly i don't even know where to go with this one because there's so much we can say kind of like we get into it further in the paper Mm. Um, because I, I think there's even a bigger critique than that. It's not just rational justification. It also boils down to how you ultimately view. Uh oh. Was on your Re repeat. Repeat. It's ultimately how you view. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> it, it's ultimately how you view, like, uh, like the free will debate as well. Mm. Yeah. So. Like, whether you like kind of adopt determinism or um, you know libertarianism, and I, and I think uh, Watson does. He, if he doesn't say it directly, he at least uh, points at some very interesting ideas. So, so what I've what I've heard, and I'm not familiar with the rest of Watson's work, is that Watson is a compatibilist of a certain type. I'm not sure exactly what type, but this is his most incompatibilist sounding paper from what I've read. Um, so that might be interesting yeah but, but i think as we've yeah. kind of seen though at this point like through like our readings like to be a compatibilist is not really to endorse free will in the sense that anyone would you know necessarily it's not contra causal free will yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah and i and I, we'll get into this at the end because because i'm confused about to what degree he like he he is a compatibilist or not um but but um Giffen, well, I think, was it you or Adam who mentioned the two different types of pleas? I was going to let you guys introduce this. It goes Adam. Maybe it was Adam. Yeah. 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 So, like, well, I already have the quotes, actually. I won't, I won't force you guys to do it. So yeah, he, I was going to say, he focuses mostly on type two. I forget type one. He but. does. He does. What's Type one Type one is simple. And these are different pleas that Strassen makes. Um, the, the first type, I'm just quoting Watson here. He says, one type of plea is exemplified by the aforementioned reasons for inhibiting sentiments. Uh, this type of plea corresponds to a standardly acknowledging excusing condition. So this is just like, this is really pragmatic. Um, this is like, you know, you would never blame someone for being late if there was an accident that caused a traffic jam. Like they can't just move through the traffic jam. Like it's really pragmatic, you know, and, and that's, and, and I think Watson was right not to spend a lot of time on that because, because that almost, you know, for for those, the libertarian, the compatibilist, and the moral skeptic may align on many of those, right? It's like, lib in, like libertarian, yeah, sure, you can have a contra-causal soul, but like, unless you can levitate your car and just like, you know, like, no one's going to blame you for that. It's just like, those are kind of, it is what it is. Um, but then there's the second type of plea. And Watson says, these correspond roughly to standard exempting conditions. They show that the agent temporarily or permanently, globally or locally, is approximately exempted from the basic demand in the first place. Strassen's examples are being psychotic, being a child, being under great strain, being hypnotized, being a sociopath, and being unfortunate in formative circumstances. Now, my retort is, 
how are these not deterministic? But we've already discussed that. Um, and I think it seems like Watson moves towards agreeing with me towards the end of the paper. Um, but we'll see. Well, rather, I agree with Watson at the end of the paper. But um, the next the next thing that I was going to move to was the, the next um, uh, section called Blaming and Finding Fault. Um, and obviously, if I'm skimming over like any questions you guys had, stop me. But um, he, he calls the Strassonian view an expressive theory of responsibility, which I really like the name for that. Um, <clears throat> and, and just to clarify it again, he says in a Strassonian view, blaming is not merely a fault-finding appraisal, which could be made from a detached and austerely objective standpoint, but a range of responses to the agent on the basis of such appraisals. Again, a nice summary. Um, but now he turns and he has this section called some critical questions. Now, he says, I now turn to certain hard questions for the expressivist theory. It accounts nicely for excusing conditions, pleas of type one. Yes. But exactly, or even roughly, what is its account of type two? Please. I, I think that this is the critical question. Like, I agree with Watson for sure. Um, and he says, a child can be malicious. A, psych a psychotic can be hostile, a sociopath indifferent, a person under great strain can be rude, a woman or man unfortunate in uh, formative circumstances can be cruel. Uh, evidently, reactive attitudes are sensitive not only to the quality of others' wills, but depend as well upon the background of beliefs about the objects of those attitudes. Um, now, this is where I, I had a question that I'm curious how you guys understood this. Um, it, he says at the uh, second to last paragraph of this section, um, he says, following Strassen's idea that type 2 pleas inhibit reactive attitudes by inhibiting the basic demand, I propose to construe the exempting conditions as indications of the constraints on intelligible moral demand, or put another way, of the constraints on moral address. Now, okay, ha clarify for me, ha have I missed, have we spelled out explicitly what the basic demand is have i missed that um he definitely does in the paper here so like it's like the basic demand is that i, I think because okay, he names a few different demands right like like he names like they need to be kind of they need to hold some of the same moral values that you do like you need to be like playing in the same game in a sense right they have to be part of the mm -hmm. moral community so, i thought Am I wrong? Was that much later in the paper? Isn't that more of like a Watson view than a Strassen view? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so so you're asking about Strassen? Well, well, he says that like, because he says following Strassen's idea that type 2 pleas inhibit reactive attitudes by inhibiting the basic demand, comma, I propose. Like, because I, I didn't think that Strassen in his paper used the phrase basic demand. Did I? I, I, I recall Strassen, um, like, at least when, like, examining, like, the child or, like, the sociopath, mm -hmm. they need to be, you know, sort of, um, like, they can't be, so with, like, the child, they need to be, like, morally, um, fully. Um, Part of the moral community. But but almost like fully morally developed though, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't have to like so but and with like the uh like sociopath, they also need to be not only like morally 
like fully developed, mm-hmm. but they also need to be part of like the moral community. And if they're not, given the fact they're a sociopath, they also don't meet the demand. Yeah. Right? Like, but but it's not like there's like a well-defined like demand. It's just that there are specific demands that these individuals don't meet. Mm-hmm. It was almost like... <laughs> It was one of those things where I could tell what violated the basic demand, but I couldn't tell what were the re- necessary and sufficient requirements for like for, for accepting it. Yeah. Like, like I, I and it's totally possible that I've missed that somehow. Um, because what 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 did Strassen say about the pleas of type two? He he says. Uh, this I'm quoting Watson summarizing Strassen. He says, these correspond roughly to standard exempting conditions. They show that the agent temporarily or permanently, globally or locally, is approximately exempted from the basic demand in the first place. So, like, so, 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 <sighs> exempting conditions exempt you from the basic demand, but, like, but, but what is the basic demand? I don't... Here's a thing that I didn't have highlighted. Maybe this will elucidate it. His general characterization of pleas of type two is that they present the other either as acting uncharacteristically due to extraordinary circumstances or as psychologically abnormal or morally undeveloped in such a way as to be incapacitated in some or all respects for, quote, ordinary adult interpersonal relationships. So is it like, so is the basic demand that you are, you're acting as yourself, um, you're not under extraordinary circumstances, you're psychologically normal, you're morally developed, you're, quote, an ordinary adult in an ordinary relationship. Is that kind of the basic I, I'm actually kind of viewing it differently because I'm thinking back to kind of like what was laying out before, and I think it's more of like what we demand from others, right? Because like that, that was definitely... Oh. Um, a phrase that oh. like, demand of others is there's like a basic demand we have of others' behavior in mm. to our demands. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. So. Okay, so so the so oh, I was viewing so the basic demand is not a qualification. The basic demand is like what I would ha- like the bare minimums of like what I require of you in an interpersonal relationship. Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 That, I want to read that again with my new understanding. Type 2, please inhibit reactive attitudes by inhibiting the basic demands. Mm, that actually makes more sense. Okay. So then he says, this is Watson. I propose to construe the exempting conditions as indications of the constraints on intelligible moral demand. Or put another way, on the constraints of moral address. Okay, interesting. So, so... Interesting. So, so is is Watson flipping the script here? So Stra- Strassen is saying, like, you know, Strassen says that when you uh, take the objective attitude, it is constituted by your lack of basic demand. But then it seems like Watson is saying he proposes to construe the exempting conditions as when you're not open to intelligible moral demand or moral address. So is he then kind of shifting to um, something kind of similar to like a moral reasons responsive case? Um, compatible. I, I I wouldn't go that far with it. I because I I think he's really just restating what um, uh, Strassen was arguing for. I think this is a restatement. Okay. 
I but do under think. but under his kind of own not lexicon because he doesn't do that but like his own way of viewing the debate it's about intelligible moral demand yes okay. it's it's yeah so it's it's like we demand certain uh behavior from others mm-hmm. and our exemptions to what we demand given okay okay it's not a it's not a causal connection it's almost a corollary connection it's like our our basic demand is 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 lifted on cases where there is no intelligible moral demand but it's not we're not like evaluating it as like there is no intelligible moral demand therefore i lift the reactive attitudes it's like yes correct okay okay the the, the seas are parting at the same time yes okay 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 i agree with that um okay honestly i I thought like the way he worded all this i thought it was way better than strassman like Mm -hmm. i understood everything that was going on oh there, there's a reason why I, I had my first question of that sort pages in as opposed to well i think it was the opening page i had to clarify something of, of, of strassen um because i because i didn't understand exactly what angle he was coming in at um but but i i think that that makes much more sense i think that's the right way to view him um and i think like uh just as a quick aside here it's like this is something that you're that you want to study, right? Like exactly what points do we, you know, you know, exempt and kind of like, you know, our, our demands in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I like the way he views it, but I wonder if it captures all of the important cases. That's sure. my we'll get into that because I think he brings yeah. up some really cool cases. Yeah. Oh, he does. He definitely does. <laughs> um, so, um, I also, with just real quick, I also have not yet agreed to the flipping of the order there. Um, that's something that I'm unconvinced about. Uh, I, I agree with Strassen that reactive attitudes are what constitute sort of interpersonal relationships that they are abs. You can't, you can't eschew them completely right in an interpersonal uh, life that would be total isolation, alienation from everyone else. Um, and I agree that, like his descriptive claim, sometimes we do uh, apply the reactive attitudes, and sometimes we do suspend them and take the objective attitude. Right? I think, though, that when we do that or not, ethically speaking, has to be grounded uh, by a more theoretical consideration that is open to deterministic causes um i don't think that you can just say that like when when we uh take the reactive attitude and when we take the objective attitude that is constituted by uh, you know our if you're a watsonian you know the the possibility of intelligible moral demand like it's just it's it's not it's not robust but, enough for me. Yeah, but but I I think that's why Watson gets into the fact that your reactive attitude can then change when you're given more reasons. Yeah, so that, you know you're given a broader perspective at that point. Like, um, I think we should just get right into that case. Actually, I agree. Uh, well, it, I, I, I think this will illustrate it. it. I this for me did it for me. So. Okay, but but what I I think we should too. But what I'm saying is is that that to me seems like exactly what I just said, where it's like the the influx of deterministic information changes your reactive attitudes. And, and I think that 
I'm not making a descriptive claim about what we do. I'm making like a normative claim about what we should do. I just think that those should be, and you know, obviously we can't comply like a hundred percent with this, but like those should be grounded in kind of deeper ethical considerations of like when is it actually uh, uh, ethically scrupulous to have the reactive attitude when when like we're, and I said there's different cases there's permissibility and then there's like obligation so well I guess my issue is like I don't think you disagree with Watson maybe I don't maybe I was understanding him differently then. yeah because I don't think you disagree so. well okay let's see maybe maybe I don't maybe I accidentally maybe I accidentally read him in the parts where he was summarizing Strassen as those being endorsing of his views um but okay anyway um I had oh I I had a I had a real cool question before we get into the um zero wait hold on mentions fully a lot what is the connection with zero qualifier you know what no because he answers it so so I had um in the next section he says that you know children are gradually becoming responsible agents but in virtue of what are they potentially and increasingly these things a plausible par- partial answer to this question is moral understanding but then he goes on and he repeats the same phrase twice he says they do not yet fully grasp the moral concepts in such a way that they can fully engage in moral communication and he mentioned fully twice um excuse me and, and i had the question of what's a condition with zero qualification to the moral community under Watson's view. And I, but I think he actually gives us a case with, yeah. Yeah. with the Robert Harris. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had one more question. I have one more note. Um, what, what does, what does, or what would Watson do with people who would be in the moral community and would be open to intelligible moral demand but for them being in a situation that sort of precludes reactive attitudes generally. So I, what, I, I, just, just to clarify um, before we hop back into this here, mm-hmm. I, I think Watson does a lot of the time like express Strassen's point of view, but I think he's doing what you're trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's trying to save Strassen's structure but he's introducing a lot of like things that Strassen didn't actually explore fully enough. You know, what I mean, like the okay. issues you have, I think, yeah. are the issues Watson has. Yeah, may- maybe, he- maybe he does. Then I just, I don't know. I, I, I ha- we have to see it because, because, like I said, this is the first time I read this paper. It wasn't the first time I read the others, so may- maybe I'm still fully understanding this. Um. Um. So, so. I'll just repeat the question um, for Giffen. So, so my question is like understanding Watson, like what would he do uh, with people who, who would be in the moral community or would be open to moral address, but for the fact that they are in a situation that kind of precludes reactive attitudes generally. So um, for instance, like I actually thought of this question when I was in a store as in like just, you know, Home Depot and uh, there was someone at the help desk, and I just I asked them like, "Hey, do you have this item?" And they just showed me where it was. And it was like that, like that person, let's assume, is open to moral address, right? But but like we're sort of in a situation that reactive attitudes just don't they don't really come up in a like you know we talked about like a cashier I think the last episode, um, 
what, what, like, what does Watson do with those circumstances? It, would he, would, would he say that like the person is, I, I don't know. Like, like how, how would he view that? Well, I, I just like for clarification, did you, you know, um, show any signs of like approval or, or any sort of gratitude, you know, toward the person for leading you? Or was it just like viewing them totally in the objective and like you are something to be managed in this case, you are to lead me to? Or did you show some <laughs> a dark of, view of like the objective attitude? But like, well, it, it would be to show any sign of, you know, or have any real feeling of like, you know, thank you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like even even for you, like that feeling yeah. to emerge like, did that occur or did you view them? Well, I thanked like her, obviously, but maybe nothing maybe... on the inside, though. <laughs> well, no, it's like, well, but to be fair, that's like it's not it's not like as deep as like, thank you. Do you know, But it's like it's like, you know, I mean, th- like, thanks. Non-zero appreciation, I think, is kind of like the threshold here. <sighs> yeah. Uh, may- maybe that was a bad example then. Like, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, maybe I'm like wrong but i kind of like you asked like what watson would say about it and i would like Mm -hmm. i mean we have to kind of just define like you know both like how you felt and how you behave like during this encounter because it's like yeah that those are the factors that are kind of important here i mean that's fair i mean he made it say like without the further information like there's two agents who are members of the moral community assumedly (laughs) <laughs> let's assume that yeah yeah i mean I, yeah not you but like the other person right? but what I, what i'm saying is though is like i i don't know because it's like I, i'm thinking about a case where both parties would be in the moral community mm-hmm. but they're just in a situation where they both take the objective attitude towards each other and it's not for negative reasons it's not it's not like you know you have to manage this person it's just the situation doesn't doesn't constitute like the reactive attitudes being present like you know what I mean? I mean, just... I think a reactive attitude might be there, just very, very, very mm. dull. I mean, the way you're framing it is almost as if like the um, <laughs> objective stance is like the the default way. It's like like if you're doing something else, and I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. Maybe. I actually totally agree with Giffen, and I think he would respond saying pretty much what Giffen said that you know mm. the degree to which you have a reactive attitude is in proportion to you know the act that you are engaging in or, or the like relationship you, or the behavior yeah or the interpersonal behavior that someone is engaging you with so it's like mm. you did an adequate job and you kind of gave like adequate approval <laughs> yeah it you know so it wasn't like you were dealing with like mm. you know an animal you know or something to be you know dealt with it was more of like mm-hmm. you know there is just the the tiniest hint of you know recognizing their humanity in a sense yeah because actually i thought of a good counter example like imagine like so i don't know imagine almost if as if you like went in there and just like typed into the kiosk where you wanted to go right Mm -hmm. like that would be like there's a difference in like the behaviors in that case right you wouldn't Mm -hmm. thank the kiosk and that maybe that's useful yeah actually it is because it's like it's clearly not but i don't know if that's so actually, that's, that's that's a good that's a good kind of counterexample, Giffen. I don't know what to make of that um, because I'm not really sure what Watson would say of another case where where I would might suspend the reactive attitudes, but not because I think this person doesn't have like a capacity for intelligible moral demand, but just because like. 
But just because you can't do that in life all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, Maybe you're like super busy and stretch or something. It's like you need to get this item from Home Depot. And yeah, like, imagine, is that what you're kind of imagining? But like, let me try to think of a better example. Like maybe. Um, well, here's like another perspective on it. Sure. Maybe, maybe you are engaging in the reactive attitude, but there's just nothing to react to. Right. So uh, there's what just I mean, no content. Yeah, what I mean by that is like, you know, what if like, you know, someone was like bagging your groceries, right? Like you're not giving them a second thought, but then like you pick up a bag and they slap it at you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you haven't like you, you don't like suddenly like switch from like, you know, the objective to the reactive. It's more so that you you're are not neither. react to and suddenly they gave you something to react to. So you're you're in you, you might even say you're in the reactive mindset because that's the more default one when you're dealing with people. But nothing yeah. has either positively or negatively engaged that mindset yet. Yeah. For any of the specific reactive attitudes to emerge. Sure. So maybe that, you know, you, you could be essentially at zero, but like your default is like you're going to react to someone like, you know, what someone does with you, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's like, um, you know, maybe it's, you know, I, I, it's part of, you know, add like some sort of quantitative element to this. Like, you know, is it greater than zero? Is it zero? It doesn't really matter. But I think that's like the default mindset is that, if, you know, you're going to react to things people do in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, so let me ask another question then. What would, how would, how would Watson view, um, so, so let's say, let's say, um, you know, I am, I get an email, let's not use that because it's less, it's less personal, but like I'm on a, let's, let's pretend I'm on like a Zoom call for work or something. Let's pretend. Right. Let's pretend given that I'm on like a Zoom call for work or something. And, you know, <clears throat> like one coworker is, is kind of not understanding what I'm saying in a way that is extremely unhelpful to the, the forward progress of the call. Right. And like, you know, reactive attitudes of annoyance, frustration, blame almost like, you know, come up of like, like, why can't you either get this or just postpone? Like we need to move on in the conversation, like reactive attitudes come up, but I suspend them not because I view this person as uh, unable to it, it understand intelligible moral demands, but just because the, the uh, intricacies of the situation kind of demand that it's just we don't have time to like get into that now. So like I suspend the objective attitude or I suspend the reactive attitude and just, you know, how can I manage this person to to kind of move forward on the it, call? Honestly, it sounds like you didn't suspend the reactive attitude in this case. Well, no, but I'm saying I did like like so like like the reactive attitude emerges and then I suspend it. I take the objective attitudes. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh I, I, see I wonder if you're almost arguing then from consequences like you know and well, that's one example yeah 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 I mean, like like what i'm asking is is that case um is that something that watson would have a problem with does that fit into his scheme um i think it does i think it does okay. i think i think you're just introducing new you know exceptions to your own moral demand like you, like you, like you have a demand from certain, from you know, Basic demand, the general yeah. populace, and 
like you know you're just introducing maybe a you know an an, uh, an exception that wasn't brought up you know brought up by by Strassen, right like you just interesting introducing a new yeah so it's like you know whatever you'd call it like you know you know incapable of whatever <laughs> or it'd be like I, ground yeah i'm actually thinking maybe you know, this, we're still in the speculative kind of stage here. Maybe he would like kind of view you as being in the wrong in this case. It's like you are kind of um, behaving in a way that's kind of maybe other people would suspend their um, reactive attitude towards you if they thought like, like the moral okay. community thought you were behaving in such a way. But that, that's like, okay. Was, like we don't. But like life doesn't give us. We can't just dive into our reactive attitudes all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like. Have you ever heard, um, what are these, like, there's a bunch of dumb cliches about this. It's like, like, you know, you know, sometimes you're arguing and it's like, you're not actually going to agree. So you just kind of let it be or whatever. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Like agree to disagree. And it's just, you know, it's like, cause like, but, but the reactive attitudes like are still available. Like we could just get right back into this argument. You know what I mean? But like, but you kind of have to just pragmatically move on. What if the new exception you introduced is just in if you find find the person incapable of understanding your perspective, like in in the midst of a conversation, if you have concluded that you found you know find the person incapable of understanding your perspective, you can you know suspend actually uh, reactive attitude because if you was that, that one of the demands? I feel like somewhere no, communication was mentioned. The what? I feel like somewhere communication was mentioned as kind of like one of the demands, like the capacity to communicate with the person. Am I crazy? Um, that, that could have come up. I might be misremembering, frankly. It might, it might be a little too vague to encompass what Jordan's kind of bringing about here. But what I'm saying is perhaps that like that is like barely on the fringe slotted into that case, right? Like, yeah, no, no, I, I totally get what it. It does seem like a, at least in some way like sense the communication yeah well like like to be clear i i you know maybe i'm accidentally coming out a little too harshly against this paper i love this paper like i think the way his way of framing it is is excellent i just don't understand perhaps how he might uh incorporate or not some some you know extra kind of uh of exemptions that i would like to maintain from a viewpoint that may or may not be different than his, I don't know. I just, you know what I mean. Like, I can't, I can't tell exactly how much the Venn diagrams overlap. Um, let's 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 get into his test. Case. I agree. Go Cause go. Because I, yeah. I think he does a good job of kind of bringing up a lot of the questions that you're having. So yes. Okay. So why don't you just get into the uh, the Robert Harris case? Do you want to do you want to just you don't have to like. I didn't have any quotes from it, but do you want to just kind of go over what he writes? Look, actually, um, do do just the story of the heinousness of Robert Harris. Don't get into his backstory because I had questions uh, of what Watson said after that. Sure. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm probably going to do a poor job paraphrasing this, but, you know, uh, you know, Robert Harris was someone who, you know, took pleasure in, you know, the the killing of um, two young men. Mm. And he not only took pleasure in it, but he se- seemed totally unperturbed by the action. Mm. And he had similar actions after he was sentenced to, um, 
uh, to execution, to state execution, mm. you know, where he, um, what he murdered other prisoners. He, you know, acted in psychotic ways just to, um, he, he derived pleasure just from irritating other prisoners. Or, I mean, his, much of the way that he viewed the world was, um, he, he desired to cause harm and it never struck him that any of the harm he was causing was in any way, um, you know, reprehensible. Mm -hmm. So it, it never struck him that way. So in fact, he might've actually taken the opposite view that, you know, what he was doing was, you know, in, in fact, the, the best use of his time. Mm. So, yeah. Is it kind of referred to the fact that, you know, his moral disposition was almost a rebellion. Mm -hmm. You know, the commonly held moral disposition on murder, mm -hmm. on, you know. Well, um, and he, did you mention that after he killed the, um, the, he stole like a car from this young man and he wanted to dress up as a police officer to tell his parents of the news so he could watch their reaction like fuck i mean that that's yeah. like i mean that's that's dark yeah so he's so he's a true sadist through and yeah. through now so watson says on the face of it harris is an archetypal uh, is an archetypal candidate for blame we respond to his heartlessness and viciousness with moral outrage and loathing um what how did you guys react like when you actually read the, uh, the, the paper, I, I this is weird. I, I actually felt like horror at this person, but I don't know if I actually felt kind of outrage or like, or like bl blame. I, I feared him. I thought that this is not a person that I want to be a, like he like like reading that actually like sent chills down my spine and like I was genuinely horrified of this type of person. But I don't know if I experienced the, the outrage of it. I, I, I think that was less of the point, though, because I actually had the exact same thoughts, because I think given like all mm. the reading we've been doing has kind of primed us <laughs> to view him yeah. in the objective sense. Yeah. So so what, what I tried to do was I was like, OK. What if this had been my brother? Mm. What if he what if he had slaughtered my brother and it had come to my house and had told my parents dressed up as a police officer and in and that elicited a reactive. I would response. want to kill that guy. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's like so it's like we we're pretty detached just reading this story, and mm. especially given the fact that we've been primed to view him in the objective sense. But if you make it a little more personal, then you can get on board. That's with, fair. That's with, fair. With, uh, Watson. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, um, he says, yet if, if reactive attitudes were implicitly invitations to dialogue, then Harris would be an inappropriate object of such attitudes. Now, this is where I understood, um, because I was reading, you know, some of my questions were in my notes. This is where I understood that, um, Watson is, uh, very much not a, um, a character-based a consequentialist, or a compatibilist, sorry. Because, now this, I think this is actually a, this is a wonderfully tough case for character-based uh, accounts, right? Because, like, 
he would endorse this. Like, this is who he is. Do you know what I mean? Um, sure. uh, and so I, I think I understand this is, you know, Watson is explicitly not that sort of a, a compatibilist. Um, he, he has, he actually has, I'll read it because it's a, it's great writing. Um, he says, however, not all communication is dialogue. Harris refuses dialogue and this refusal is meant to make a point. It is in this effect a repudiation of the moral community. He thereby declares himself a moral outlaw. Unlike the small child, or in a different way, the psychopath, he exhibits an inversion of moral concern, not a lack of understanding. His ears are not deaf, but his heart is frozen. This characteristic, which makes him utterly unsuitable as a moral interlocutor, intensifies rather than inhibits the reactive attitudes. Um, I, don't, I still don't fully, I don't know. I just don't know what I think about. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, this is what I was thinking of whenever I was mentioning communication being kind of like a a facet to view it earlier. Mm. I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm a weird, maybe I'm honestly not a a good example of like my own intuitions here because like they've been so um, primed, I guess, because like, I mean, we've been doing this, um, you know, series, but like, I don't know, I've been interested in this since my senior year. So like, maybe my intuitions are kind of betraying me here. But honestly, like, I just, <clears throat> I don't know, I just descriptively for me, it's almost like when, when someone, you know, it's almost like imagine kind of a scale of like immorality, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, it's like when someone kind of you know, blips past neutral towards, you know, immoral. Yeah, my reactive attitudes are triggered. I'm a normal person in that sense, you know. But I think it's, I think, and maybe this is kind of, you know, I don't want to jump the gun, but Watson almost kind of says that, like, you know, at a certain point, well, at a a certain point, maybe given certain conditions, um, our reactive attitudes are supposed to be diminished, right? But, like, I wonder if my threshold for when I cut off the reactive attitude and go to the objective attitude is much lower than most people's. because On, on an immorality kind of scale, specifically. Yeah, specifically. Because I think that's, uh, that's obviously the one, the one that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just clarifying. Because but the, but here's <laughs> the thing, though. It's because you're so detached from the case. I mean, like, if the, people, if the people that you cared most about were slaughtered, and then, you know, you were in court and the guy was cackling like he was deriving like the like just absolute pleasure. And like and like you were just like very upset. He kept turning back yeah. and just like, you know, he he loved to see your pain. Like it was like I would like, want to kill him with my bare hands. Yeah. Like so like <laughs> so like, like, like I, the reactive attitude. So I in know. this case, you're reading about people from you know a while ago who you have yeah. met. Like I'm sure like this case had it been fresh, like. I just feel like, you know, there there have been cases like that, like, you know, in our, you know, time, like, um yeah. what was uh what was the woman's name who uh drowned her child in the car and then she just drove her car into the into the water and the kid like literally spent like last minutes alive like drowning. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty, pretty bad person, but, you know, like it mm-hmm. the reactive response is I think the default when you hear stuff like that. It is. It is. It is. Maybe. Yeah. I just. Maybe we, we'll move on. I don't. I just don't know fully what I think about this. Um, okay. Talk about the roots of evil then. 
So this is where this is where kind of Watson pulls back the curtain of it on uh, on Robert Harris's upbringing. So like he, I can't remember what it was, but like he, I mean, he goes into detail about like um, I it was like it it starts off fucking brutally. I mean, Robert Harris was like kicked in the stomach, like what while he was still in his mother's womb. I mean, like his father. What kicked his mother in the stomach and like At that induced six and a half months and that induced pregnant. labor. I mean, it was like Jesus Christ. And then, I mean, he was raised. Uh, he was like brutally beaten. I mean, it, it it even talked about. I mean, there was like there was this brutal part about how he would go to his mother for like for for just to, just to physically touch her, and she would smack him away. She would like break his nose with kicks. I mean, he was like bullied at school. I mean, it was like, it, it, but like, just harassed. I mean, he was like the worst. Yeah, the worst part is like to me was whenever they described him as being like super sweet. Early he cried on. during Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the most crushing part to me. And then he he winds up in prison at age fourteen for car theft. He was raped several times in the prison. Like he, I he, I just I don't even he he spent more than four years behind bars. He just like got into like fights all the time. He was just hardened and callous as like a human being. Um, and he, I mean, Jesus Christ! I they mean, compare it, the prison system to like gladiator rings or something like that. They, they were like called gladiator schools. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, fight, dude. And then it just it gets it's fucking it just it gets really just dark and brutal. I mean, it's like it says he killed cats and dogs, laughing while torturing them. Like he stabbed a prize pig over a thousand times. Like this this dude was just his mind was lost. Like he just. He was like a shell of a human being at this point. And, and yeah, I don't know. It's like, so, so, you know, what Watson says, it's like, I mean, you just read it. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just like kind of a roller coaster when you're reading this paper. And, you know, Watson says, um, you know, no doubt this history gives pause to the reactive attitudes. Why does it do so? He says, you know, no wonder Harris is as he is, we think. What is the relevance of this, though? Um, now, it's clear to me that, like, we just read an emotionally charged account of Harris's determination, like his the deterministic factors, you know? Um, and, you know, so so Watson says to be, homicidally hateful and callous in Harris's ways to lack moral concern and to lack moral concern is to be incapacitated for moral community. However, to exempt Harris on these grounds is problematic for then everyone who is evil in Harris's way will be exempt independently of facts about their background. Now this is where I fully, I know I disagree with Harris or Watson. (laughs) (laughs) That's an unfortunate mislip. Um, <laughs> I, this is, I take it that this is that, that sentence that I just read is supposed to be a reductio ad absurdum for Watson. Like, you know, uh, but th- this is true for Harris, but this can't be true for everyone because the reductio ad absurdum is then we would view everyone who is evil in this way, uh, as exempt, even if we don't know about this, you know, any, any details of their background as we do. Right. But I actually view that as exactly the correct conclusion. Like that, that is actually right. Like 
I because, 100% agree. Because, because what is true for sure is that no matter what the actual details are of this evil, it is true that, and I think Watson says this somewhere on later in the paper, if I were them, I would be them. Like if, if I had, I mean, he doesn't phrase it like that, but if I had, you know, let's, let's, let's talk about this specifically. Um, maybe, maybe it's the next, I don't know where I have it. Here it is. Here it is. So he says, a plea of this kind is, on the other hand, grist for incompatibilists mill, for they will insist on an essential historical dimension to this concept of responsibility. Harris's history reveals him to be an inevitable product of his formative circumstances, and seeing him as a product is inconsistent with seeing him as a responsible agent. If his cruel attitudes and conduct are the inevitable results of his circumstances, then he is not responsible for them, unless he was responsible for those circumstances. It is this instance, however, an inconsistent compatibilist diagnosis seems doubtful uh the force of the ex the, the force of the example does not depend on a belief in the inevitability of the upshot nothing in the story supports such a belief the thought is not it had to be but again no wonder um <clears throat> um oh here it is here it is in the next section the fact that harris's cruelty is an intelligible response to his circumstances gives a foothold not only for sympathy but for the thought that if i had been subjected to such circumstances i might well have become as vile now that is exactly why i disagree with his reductio ad absurdum is because you know he paints this you know vivid like it's excruciating to read uh example and and he I think rightly admits that like if I had been literally kicked out of the womb at six and a half months and I was, you know, just beaten brutally and like raped in prison and just, you know, all the things we just discussed, if all the things had happened to me, I'd be fucked up too. You know what I mean? Like there's, and, and so that's true. Um, I, I don't think anyone, you know, maybe some sort of contra-causal libertarian could object to that. Like, your will can overcome those they things. They what? Do. They do in the end. That, that he, he gives sure. that opinion. I, I find that to be just a – like, I don't know what to do with that. That's just sure. preposterous. Um, yeah, I mean, in in but, some sense – well, I made Jordan finish your thought. Well, sorry, I was rambling, but just, just to make it concise – the details of those that case is, is horrific. But if the details were different um, – uh, uh, but yet still, you know, because all of the details will be either deterministic or random, this same sentiment is true, that if I had those specific details, I would have been different in a morally correct way. And those details are always true. So I kind of do view all evil people as just as not morally responsible as uh, Robert Harris uh, because of that fact, right? Yeah, I, I just, um, it's like, I, I, I think you're going in the right direction with this, but I just, I've, I've been thinking about it here and it's like, well, isn't it in a sense easier to, you know, take the objective view once you can actually find reasons? And I, th I think Watson kind of expounded mm -hmm. on this, but and we, we should be cautious of our ignorance to, yeah. to the causes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, ultimately the causes, once we know about them, 
then we're able to then apply, you know, the objective view at that point. So it, it's easy to kind of view Harris's life and then apply the objective view. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, say... Char- you want to use Charles Whitman as an example? Is that where you're going? No, no. I was just thinking of someone that, you know, grew up in the moral community. Yeah, Char- Charles Whitman. So, like, do you know but, the story of him? Wasn't that the guy with the tumor, though? Yeah, yeah. So he didn't have, like, unfortunate formative circumstances. He just randomly developed a tumor that was pressing on his amygdala and glioblastoma that, that you know, he just initiated. Like, he even wrote, like, I don't feel like myself. Like, he, I think he either beat or killed his girlfriend and, like, mother or something. And then... I think it was mother. I think he said in advance, like, I feel like I'm going to do he said, bad. And, and he asked people to do an autopsy on his brain. And he went up to... This was at Texas A&M. He went up to the clock tower and shot uh, so, some number of people. Uh, so that's, that's not, you know, the case that Watson trots out of, like, of bad circumstances. It is literally randomness. Like, it's not even deterministic causes. Uh, but I, I think the example I was going for, though, because like the thing is, it's it's not about the unambiguous case, because you point to more mm-hmm. of a, you know, a case where we can actually point to something and right? go poor like, him, yeah. yeah, like okay, you know, poor Harris. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, imagine for for you know uh, Charles Whitman or you know mm-hmm. like you know. With the tumor. But the point is, as someone who there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with their life, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe they grew up in like a very stable home with loving yeah, they parents. Do. Yeah. And, you know, there was actually a case. Um, let me see if I can remember all the details correctly. But there was that one girl who grew up in a very stable home um i you guys might have seen this case i'm trying to think where she was from might have been vietnam but it was in the united states okay where she she, uh she hired um some assassins to come kill her parents because they because they disapproved of you know her relationship wow with like this kind of disreputable boyfriend and she had dropped out of college so and she didn't want her parents to know about that so she decided jesus i'll I'll have them murdered and um and she you know throughout the Mm -hmm. trial she tried to play like the you know the innocent girl and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. clearly Mm -hmm. she was you know at some level so and i wasn't saying legally we shouldn't find her response that's not what i was saying at all yeah okay another another question is like how easily do we view Mm -hmm someone like that in the objective sense, especially if we're closer to the, um, you know, like the story itself, like we're kind of viewing this passively, but how easily, I mean, say, say like I knew her personally Mm -hmm. and I knew her family and I was just, you know, horrified by what happened. You have strong reactive attitudes. But then with her, we find out she has a tumor in her head. And it or we find out she has a fucked up childhood. Yeah, like one of those things. Yeah. Then, then I almost like instantly like kind of okay. uh, take the objective point of view. But the point is when it's, when it's ambiguous um, and we have to just talk about, you know, well, you know, it has to be genetics. It has to be genetics. Or, you know, it's not the environment. It must have been genetics. It's nature. Sure. Right. Or some detail of nurture that's just unknown yet, right? Because that, right. that's the whole sure. point. Yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my issue. I, I think that this is perhaps 
a almost analogous. Remember, we talked about this before. There's a conflation sometimes with with uh, fatalism versus determinism. Like you were kind of fated to do something versus you were determined to do it, right? Those sure. are two different things. I think that that is reemerging here um, for Strawson's distinction. I, I don't think that the I, I don't think that it's a robust standpoint to be kind of um, waiting on the on the the footstep of the objective attitude for a detail to emerge. Uh, because there's not so so like because because what we've done is like we've given clear examples right but we know for sure in any of you know you mentioned the like the Vietnamese girl uh, whatever you know did it's weird to, this is almost like I don't mean to speak dualistically but like whatever did cause her to do that is is either just as determined or just as random as what caused Charles Whitman to do what he did or Robert Harris to do what he did. And it doesn't seem like we should kind of be teetering on the edge of the objective attitude um, for something that just strikes us as relevant to emerge. Do you, do you know what I, I mean? I, I know. I, I trust me. I totally understand you. But I, I almost feel like you're actually rejecting P.F. Strawson's model in, 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 in its entirety, to be honest. No, I don't think I am. I think I'll, I'm making a large I'll acceptance. Explain why yeah. I think you are. Okay. Okay. So, the thing is, this is all about what we um, kind of there is the basic demand, right? Mm -hmm. Like we demand certain behavior, and ultimately, our reactions constitute the moral responsibility that we place on others. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that you know what? Actually, we should lift those reactions entirely. Because the thing is, you know, for these people, because, uh, you know, honestly, we, we don't know what caused their behavior. We also mm -hmm. we don't know. But there was nothing. There's no contra-causal free will. It could we be, do know whatever it was, it was determined. What, whatever it was. Yeah. Right. So we should actually suspend, um, you know, our basic demand for all these people. We should. We should. We should. If and you'll recall, at the top of the conversation, I think I explicitly said that that I disagree with Strassen about the uh, causal order of his. Like, I don't think that it is. It might be. It might be descriptively true at sort of like a very, well, for lack of a better term, like pre-philosophical level of us, right? Like myself included. Like. The, de the default with just people who I judge to be whatever I want to do, like Watson's kind of open to moral demand, right, um, is the reactive attitude because I have no reason to suspend it, right, at, at first. Um, but, but I don't think that the grounding of all of this can be as simple as what Strassen puts forth. Like, I don't think moral responsibility is just constituted by reactive attitudes. Like, I think it, like, ethically speaking, ought to be grounded in something deeper. Um, and, like, th that's why I said I, I think that there is room for an expansive theory of what cases of the objective attitude are permissible, um, and what cases are obligatory. Now, with the caveat that I think in the permissible cases, you have to, um, 
you have to acknowledge you are trading off uh, what constitutes interpersonal life for that exemption, like for the taking of the objective attitude. Like that, the permissibility um, is a, is a, you know, kind of a plurality view. Like it could be different for different people in different relationships. The obligatory cases are cases in which I think you, like you have a, a moral ought to do that, like where it doesn't, like you, you have to, right? Um, that's because, because I don't think that you can accept Strassen's grounding and then also think that that project that I just laid out is interesting, right? Like it, that's exactly what Strassen kind of rails against the over-intellectualizing of it. Um, so I, 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 yeah. I, I, I do, I do entirely understand where you're coming from. I just wonder like how applicable this is because it's like, so anything of like real, you know, like any real grievances, like, you know, say like I, you know, I stopped by, um, you know, your apartment and then just like <laughs> literally just blew up your car. Right. Yeah. Like, like in theory, you've got basic demand doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but, but that's a weird, that's a weird case because it's like, we have obviously a long history. And at first I would have the reactive attitude and be like, what the, f like, w what's going on? And like, it, but what I'm saying is, is that like, I'm, I'm, I'm fully admitting that like, there is a threshold, right? Where, where like the reactive attitude can flip to the objective and, and whether or not I did like, I, to be honest, though, I kind of would be pretty quick to take the objective attitude. Like, like, why on earth would you do that? Do you know what I mean? It's like there's not I can't I can't imagine a reason that is could though. Like if I I mean, like <laughs> all hypothetical, of course, but like say I'd <laughs> have been laying this out for days. I mean, like, just just yeah. just just say like, you know, I, you know, was a, you know, a, a secret you know, psychopath or something mm -hmm. like and you know, I showed up to your home and then, you know, merge your family. You'd be like, like, holy crap. Like there was like a basic demand that I had mm -hmm. that hasn't been met. Like it actually, in yes. fact, wasn't just met. It was, it was you it's know, violated. Uh, yes. Yeah. Violated entirely. So it's like in this case, like any feeling of, you know, anger or just like disgust or just, I mean, discuss those, like a bad would. Would those would like emerge at first? Like, I'm admitting to you that the reactive attitude is the default when it comes to interpersonal relationships. But what I'm saying is that it, I don't understand how to maintain those. Almost, it's almost, there's like this weird paradox. It's like the quintessential case where the reactive, reactive attitude should be strongest. This is almost, it's kind of an analogous thing to what Watson's doing. It's like, you just gave me an example of a paradigmatic case of where the reactive attitude ought to be strongest. Like you of all people, you know what I mean? Did this thing, sure. but that's exactly why I don't think I could hang on to it for very long. Um, or, or maybe even, I don't know if I ought not to, I, that, I mean, I haven't like, that's kind of, you know, more work to be done because there's no account of you that I have access to that like would explain that behavior. Like something would have had to go wrong. Do you know like how, how like him? Like how could you be this person who who I've known for 19 years, whatever it is, like and do that thing? 
You know what I mean? Like something would have had yeah. to have gone wrong. It, so it's, it's, yeah. it just seems like, like through, you know, your perspective of, you know, Strassen, that you're throwing out, you know, more, you're, you're kind of like keeping what you want. And, I am. Yeah. yeah. Like, so like, I am. you know, like a- any kind of um, good reactive responses, like maybe someone did something great for you. Like, <laughs> shoot, you know, hey, you're frozen. You're frozen. Okay. But it, it just imagine someone did. Some, my, Hello? My, you're, you're back now. You were frozen, frozen. for a minute. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's but, uh, it's reactive attitudes towards Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 you're going to have to adopt plea one here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, sorry. No, yeah, it just it just seems like you oh, know you, you were talking about the asymmetry. Yes. yes. I so a, so yeah. I, I've I've kind of anticipated that response too. I think first of all that the asymmetry is a rather happy one. Like I I actually don't view it as all that bad. Um, Wait, can you clarify the asymmetry? I think I'm confused. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I filled in. I knew what Adam was saying, like while he was buffering. Um, I'd like to hear him say it. From my from my perspective, the asymmetry is if someone did something as good for Jordan as some as compared to as what could be done as bad to Jordan, he would you know um, the feeling of gratitude would remain. But the feeling of just kind of anger and response to, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bad deed would it, it would be he would then switch to the objective viewpoint. Okay, it, so it is just like a you know a prediction of that's how you would behave, or is this saying are you saying like, that's example. how it ought to be? Well, that, I'm saying that's his model. Yeah. So Adam's saying like let you know let's say. Uh, I'm on the edge of getting into like a top like PhD program or something. And sure. one of my letters of recommendation is an alumni from that school. And they reach out and they say like, I want to put my reputation on like, you know, him. like he, I believe in him. Like, you know, you will not regret it. And I vouch for him. I like, I'd be like, like, I just like, well, like we like welled up with like gratitude with like, you know, a good sense of obligate. Like, I want to prove this person right. You know what I mean? Like, strong, positive, reactive attitudes. You know what I mean? Um, and Adam's juxtaposing that to the, he blows up my car, kills my family or something, you know? Right. And both. <laughs> blows up the car with the family in it. <laughs> sure, sure. And Adam is saying, Adam's trying to kind of point out this inconsistency um, or, you know, this asymmetry between those two. I don't know if I see that asymmetry as bad because what I'm saying what I'm saying is that um the determinism leading to the objective attitude is always a live option because we know that determinism plus randomness is true right like that's just that's an axiomatic claim um so we know that Whatever anyone does, it is due to either determinism or randomness or combination of the two. So that's always available to, for us to retreat back into. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why, and, and you know, I don't know if I've like, you know, it's hard for me to kind of fully predict like 
how I would react in every any given circumstance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'd have to have Adam blow up my car and kill my family for me to know how I'd react. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but what I'm saying is that, like, that asymmetry is not necessarily an unhappy one uh, because, you know, I agree with Strassen that these reactive attitudes are what constitutes interpersonal life. And, and insofar as, like, we can abandon some of the worst ones in us of certain magnitudes like again like i'm not claiming that i never have negative feelings towards people or or that you should never have negative feelings towards people you know what i mean like yeah if you like betray my trust or something you know what i mean like like yeah i'm going but that's um i don't know like i'm i'm just almost saying that like at a certain threshold um I, I don't know. Do you, I, I don't have this fully mapped out yet. No, I, 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 I totally get where you're coming from. And I know you are making um, a claim about what we ought to do mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than what we do. But I guess my issue is that, you know, it's like you're trying to kind of combine um, human experience and a completely rational approach. Right. Because, oh, sure. Because, sure. Yeah. Because we already agreed, like in previous conversations, that a completely mm-hmm. rational approach is to recognize that anything yeah. you know that someone does, good or bad, no one's kazasui. Sure. Yeah. So, but in this case, like my issue with it is that it's you are pointing to what we ought to do, and you're mm-hmm. not you're not wrong at all. <laughs> but it's but can we do it? It's against human nature. So, yeah, I just don't think is it that is. A problem? Though. I, but I, but I, but actually, no, I, it's it's not a problem. It's not a problem to say that we ought to do that. But it's a problem in terms of like it real practicing ways of viewing the world. Well, hold on, I have a quick question. Has has Watson not shown us that we can do it in some extreme circumstances? Right, like he has shown us that we can do it. All I'm saying is that. And, and, and I'm not making like, I don't know, you know, like the, the description, the descriptive parts of it, that's, that's messier. Right. But all I'm saying is that like, if you, if you make that leap, and I don't think it's a big one from knowing the specific deterministic cause to knowing that there are specific deterministic causes in general or random causes in general. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that that's not I don't see that leap as a very big one because it's just all it all it hinges on is like whether I happen to be privy to certain like it, that just seems really incidental whether or not I know about certain things. It seems to be a big difference to me and I haven't, um, you know, obviously fully, yeah. thought, you know, <laughs> this idea either. But I, I know like we read uh, Strassen's paper. Um, he definitely actually disagreed with you at the very beginning because he said that no one can operate on sort of like a vague philosophical th- you know not i'm sorry scratch the word vague but a philosophical thesis like determinism right like mm-hmm. he did he did make that claim that that can't directly influence um you know Interpersonal people. So you disagreed. You dis- you disagreed. Well, I I experientially know that it can. I'm not saying all the time. I'm not saying I walk around and that's like. That's correct. That's correct. I I know that's true. But my point yeah. is, is like, you know, 
I, I just I question whether you could in in an example of interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. if someone did something horrible to you, whether you could truly take the objective attitude on the knowledge mm-hmm. that determinism is true. I don't know. I, all I'm saying is that I, I, I haven't, I mean, I don't know because I haven't been like just grievously wronged by someone sure. like this. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, I don't know. All I'm saying is that it is, and I do sometimes. And we are like, I, I'm assuming you both do also. Like you, you're not both just living. So like, I, I don't know. I, 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 I am taking what I like from Strauss and abandoning the rest, but I don't think it's in a, a an unprincipled way. Like, I don't think it is in that way because I'm admitting where he's right, but where I see a logical disconnect between you, you it's un, it's in no way unprincipled, but I question whether it's feasible. That's a fair question. Like, I really do question whether it's feasible. Like, yeah, I, I actually, yeah. is, I, I agreed when you kind of expounded on the asymmetry and said, well, you know, you explained how it's in no way inconsistent. And I agree with that. But I don't know if I agree with that, but maybe I should wait. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I really do question whether, and maybe this is just me personally, mm-hmm. whether on the thesis of determinism, I could make that switch if someone, you know, uh, grieved me so wrongly mm-hmm. in an interpersonal relationship. Like it, it's it's not too hard with someone we you know don't know. But I think that's the less interesting that's, case. That's that, harder, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like Strassen, like it's all about interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. moral responsibility we put on others in those relationships and the reactions we have towards them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Well, can I can I say real quick? If an, I, I don't know, um, I take it that honestly, your objection is a case by case basis, and it will be more true for some people than others. Um, I just don't know how much weight that objection holds. Like, like, because it doesn't vitiate my any odds I'm putting forth. Like you said that yourself, and it's and it's not clear. Like. I think this, this, I mean, this has to be true for all three of us. Like, haven't you actually changed the way you feel? This is almost like what it means to just like have a rational thought. Like, haven't you ever changed the way you feel as a result of just thinking something through? You know what I mean? Um, like, have you ever been on, I don't know, this is a dumb example, but like, it, it's kind of like you've been on an airplane and you're nervous and then you actually just think through like, do I actually have any reason to be nervous here? Like, there's no turbulence. There's no, and that actually can make you feel better. Do you know what I mean? Like the chances of dying are so slim. Like, and that actually makes you feel better. So you could say, because like, I just, I just don't know if I accept because, um, uh, never mind. Giffen, what's your question? Well, I mean, I wanted to say two things. Like, I think I'm definitely leaning towards Jordan about the question of like, is it that large of a leap? Um, Mm-hmm. as you brought up earlier. Um, but by the other thing that I like kind of interjected there um, while Adam was talking, apologies, um, was about like the in the asymmetry in the cases between like the, the grand good thing versus the grand evil thing. Positive versus negative reactive attitudes. 
Right. Well, I was just, no, I'm sorry. I was right, like, no, no. making sure I understood you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't know if I understood like your claims, but did you actually say like, you know, it is equally fine. It like, it is not inconsistent to, um, you know, suspend the you know, objective attitude in the case of like the extreme evil, but like, it, and it's fine. It's not inconsistent to then not do that for the great good. Right. That's what well, you're claiming. I mean, it, it's inconsistent in one obvious way that it is inconsistent between the two. But, but I like, I, I don't think with it's, your belief. I, I don't think it's deeply inconsistent to do that. Um, the point is about like the reasons for suspending the reactive attitude. So, George, yeah. like, I will suspend the reactive attitude in these negative cases on the thesis of determinism, but I won't. In like you know, because it actually is part. It's it's a positive. There's no reason to do it. It's like well, so what if the yeah. cases? Which one extent. of the cases is there? Right, just in the positive sense. Like I don't think they. Like someone has a brain tumor that causes them to help me. Yeah, and it's like this is completely unlike them, and I'm kind of disturbed by this. Like, well, but, but then I self-destructive generosity. Then I would. I'd be like, I, I'm really grateful that thing happened. I'm kind of just grateful to the universe, but I, I'm not really. Okay. Well, I mean, I yeah, like. like I guess yeah. my question was, it seemed like you would be willing to see like a instance where a case was available, like mm. in both the positive and negative sense, but you were like willing, you know, you would do it in one case and not the other. No, it's not that I would not ever in the other, like, cause ob like if someone has a brain tumor that just, it's a, it's kind of a, it's a happy accident of the brain tumor versus yeah. an unhappy accident. Like, sure. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't know. So the more, so the more knowledge you gain, about the causes of yeah yeah it shatters the illusion yes but what i was saying is that that that's i don't think that that's the gotcha that you thought it was um, no it's it it it's not a gotcha but i do i think actually giffen's point was better than you thought it was because i i think it's actually a very very good point that he brought up there where yeah. there's only it I don't know. I mean, it's well, like, I don't I don't I'm not sure that it was. No, um, you're 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 kind of ex, you're kind of view it this way. It's like okay. you're happy to be ignorant of the causes as long as it is beneficial and it induces positive reactive responses. It's not necessarily Ignorant. Well, I, I guess it's ignorant in one sense, but it's like, I mean, honestly, in a certain sense, sure, because those are what constitute, like, this is where I agree with Strassen, interpersonal relationships. Do you know what I mean? And all I'm saying is that there, now this is just, you know, like I said, this is like a whole project of when it's permissible versus obligatory for what grounds, like, because you could have different views on different grounds, right? Like right. That, That's a whole thing. Um, but But what I was saying is that it is, it is unambiguously true that that kind of redress to to determinism is always available in both the positive and the negative cases, right? But there are benefits um, and perhaps like deeper moral reasons to f to following those in the negative reasons than there are in the positive reasons. Okay, so you're inclined towards there being an asymmetry there. Yeah, because I think there's an asymmetry in the consequences for one thing, but but other considerations as well, right? 
Huh. I'm curious what you mean by the consequences in this case. I mean, do you you want to like, sure, sure. I mean, you know, do you want to just be like, like just really just bitter and spiteful about this one time that someone fucked you over for years and just dwell on like how you want to get revenge on them and like maybe do it and fuck up your life because of that like spite? Or do you just want to like let it go and just take the objective attitude like this just, I don't know why they did it, but they did it. And I'm not going to view this person as like someone I need to kind of respond to anymore. Like I'm just going to move on. Like that's a very happy uh, acceptance of the objective attitude in a negative case. But like someone does a great thing for you. you know, like the, the professor vouches for me at like a, a school, whatever. Right. It's like, sure, I could go into that. But like, what's the reason to, you know, I mean, the, con- the consequence is good for you specifically, not for like the system. Well, actually, it kind of is good for the system. Like, is it? what about like negating revenge like that just i mean what if like his behaviors were like irrational and putting faith in you it's like wow this is very unlike say that again maybe like it was unlike him to do such a thing um to do you mean this is this the professor or the professor the the guy that fucks you over okay okay yeah so it was unlike the professor to do such a thing and it was in a sense that like he should have gone with the better candidate like let's assume there's a there was a better candidate jordan i don't want to um, there's going to be a better candidate. Yeah, go for it. So, so like Jesus Christ himself descends down and you have to go that he, he applies. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So like it is like for the system's perspective in this case, and you know we, you can just substitute you for like me or mm-hmm. anyone else in this case. Okay, fine. It, it might be better for like it's like well, the more be... qualified applicant gets in. Yes, yes. Right. but that's uh, but that's so not good that for... has nothing to do with the. I don't understand what that has to do with the like reactive attitudes then. Um. I mean, the case in both, well, I guess the the examples you gave weren't, like, parallel in that case. That That's just more of, like, that just kind of sours the positive reactive attitude when I realize, like, ah, I kind of fucked someone else over. Do you know what I mean? Like, by getting in over them. And then it's just, that just muddies, I feel like that just muddies the positive reactive attitude. In that I don't mind muddying the positive reactive attitude I'm feeling. Well, no, no, I, I'm okay with that, too. But I'm saying okay. I don't think that that was a counterpoint or a counterexample can i like maybe reframe it maybe this will end up being not useful but this is kind of what i'm considering both cases need to be as parallel as possible just with only difference being positive and negative sure two cases of like a close friend a very 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 close friend Mm -hmm. right let's use brian let's just use brian let's make it concrete yeah he's not on the call yeah (laughs) right (laughs) so let's assume in 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 the negative case like brian just acts in a way that it completely unlike himself like all the knowledge that you've gained about him is just completely violated every mm-hmm. assumption just gone and he does something horrific to you mm-hmm. like like he invites you into like his home and then he just like mutilates like your like limbs with something okay. horrible right okay. yeah that's fun. well i mean well, I, the point is to use like two parallel like, examples cheats, of time cheats like what well, like what if i had a girlfriend and he like you know che- like okay. has her cheat on me with i guess we're yeah. shying away from the extreme examples so that's fine well i just thought it was cleaner like i don't know it's like the self-mutilation like just kind of well it wasn't I, self-mutilation he mutilates you just to be clear sorry I, from my <laughs> view to be clear myself is getting mutilated <laughs> that is true yeah. um so okay I'll, I'll dial it back and we can use me as an example if you if you prefer um but anyways, so the, he like completely violates your trust by, you know, cheating okay. on um, like 
cheating on me. <laughs> he, he cheats. Yeah, right. Um, so he sleeps with your girlfriend, violating yeah. trust, and it's like yeah. a, a huge negative thing. But it is also incredibly unlike him. You have known him to be, be like preaching, like the you know the being faithful. He's a Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. But then there's so that's the ca- the counter example to that would be he does something like like very very consequentially good to you mm-hmm. that is also unlike him like he just like he's like i took out my retirement benefits and gave it to you it's like you what but but no no, no but here's the problem is like that i think that the positive one of that is really really messy but not for reasons that have to do with this debate because then it's like like what are you doing why are you doing this like th- these are all kind of like very basic like pragmatic questions about it do you know what i mean and then when he's unable to answer those in a way that makes sense to me then i do then i'm like what's wrong with him like what is going like what is going on do you know what i mean because like i i don't know i mean do do you get what i'm saying i like i like the limb chopping examples (laughs) so he chops off your limbs yeah one example so that's the negative one, but what's the that's positive the neg- one? That's out, out of character. Missing a limb, and he spends a lot of time designing a prosthetic for you. <laughs> yeah, no, he literally sacrifices his entire <laughs> he, life. He undoes that. his like, yeah. But the weird thing is, is that, but I don't understand this example because the uh, positive side of that yeah. is in his character. If he did do the like, you know what I mean? Like if no, but 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 where no. I I think that is the problem here. I think the idea is that. It's it wouldn't be in his character. I mean, he when I sacrificed all of his goals to make you a prosthetic, but like, like arm but for no something reason. would have gone terribly wrong. Like, like so you're not you're not what you guys are arguing against is not that fact, right? Like something has gone terribly wrong, whether I know what it is specifically or not. Meaning, like it's well, so far out of his character. Yeah, to yeah. be like horribly out of his character. I mean, it it could well, just it's horribly because like, it's my limbs are gone. <laughs> No, no, we're we're talking about. And was your issue with the negative case? No, but what I'm what I was saying is that I would view that as like I don't need to know what it is, but I know that something has like like what the hell happened that he did this because he, it is so unlike who I know him to be. Are, are, you, are you really going to reach that conclusion with no limbs, like in the hospital? No, like, no. I, I thought, I thought we, I thought, I didn't think we were discussing like descriptive. No, like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what would I? I, I don't know. Like, I, but but what I'm saying is that like, I, I was defending the happiness of the asymmetry there. Do you, like, I, yeah, and I don't know if there was a happiness. That's what I was kind of trying to, you know, fight. But, but I may yeah. have done done that in like an. But what I'm saying, though, is like this is kind of the paradox of of all of this is that the where the the example of like Brian mutilating me is is kind of paradoxical because it is like it's so trick. We we, we think it might be so triggering of the reactive attitudes because it is so out of his character. But that's precisely the reason to suspect like or to search for like what the hell happened because it is like I wouldn't be surprised if he had always been that type of person like if he was a Robert Harris do you know like are we surprised that Robert Harris did what he did no you know what I, I mean yeah i guess the part the problem was like it was supposed to be a case that would give you you know as equal reason to suspect something was wrong 
in both the positive and the negative sense. And I was trying to see if like there would be a difference in your like, or you think there ought to be a difference in your ability to like kind of bring forth the objective attitude in those cases. Um, well, it, well, yeah, I'm admitting to you that it's always there to be brought about because determinism plus randomness is always true. Yeah, but yeah, and the, that the next part is what I was asking you. Maybe yeah. maybe it's just not developed fully. Like I don't. Know. Maybe it's not, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. Maybe I just don't see it as that like odd to say that. I don't do it in a. Like, like, okay, let's, let's work through it a little more systematically. Like, if Brian does something that is both in his character and good, there's, there's just no, like, that stuff happens all the time. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's no just, that, that is what our friendship, like, is based on. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know? Um, so there's obviously no reason to, like, like yeah, he, he did whatever he did because it's determinism plus randomness. That, sure, but, like, I mean, that's true. And... It's also true that, like, our interpersonal relationship is constituted on my reactive attitudes there. So, like, it doesn't hit home as much, right? Like, that's just descriptively. Um, if he does something that is good for me, but out of his character, um, deposits his, your example, gift, deposits his 401k into my bank account, then I would be like, okay, what, what's going on here? Like, like, can you give me some like reason like intel like can you help me understand like why you're doing this or whatever in the case that he has a reason that fits with his this is a weird example let's not get into why he would do it but let's say he right. gives me a reason that like fits with who who he is as a person or whatever and like it there are no like red flags that are raised right mm. um then i just accept it and if he can't do that then i do begin to to lapse into the objective attitude of like what's gone wrong like does he like what it you know what i mean i'm 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 searching so so the difference if i can rephrase this is in the extreme examples we have here um like the case itself of like the bad thing happening is reason enough to kind of take this objective stance it's like something is horribly wrong here only if that is um well, it's, I guess it's weird. It kind of takes a different form in like two different cases. Like if Brian does something horribly wrong, like if Brian uh, kills a teen and wants to dress up as a cop to show his mom, then I'd be like, like, what the fuck? Like, this is I don't like this is not who you are. Like, this is not who you've been. So like th then that that's almost begging for us to 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 understand what caused the. Like, or this, it's almost begging for us to understand why we might take the objective attitude. Like, please, like, give us a brain tumor. Give us a, like, an aneurysm. Give us yeah. a something, right? Um, uh, and in the case that he was always that sort of a scumbag, you know, like Watson says, well, no wonder. But, but the no wonder there is code for determinism plus randomness, right. at least from my perspective. Yeah. Right? And all I'm saying is that in the case where Brian, as I... You know, I know him forever. He does this crazy thing and he like kills a teen and and dresses up as a cop to tell her, his mom about it. Right. Yeah. I am desperate to find a brain tumor or an aneurysm. But in the case that there isn't a brain tumor or an aneurysm, I just it's like, well, I like something went wrong, even if I don't know it, because what I'm saying is that it doesn't seem like a sophisticated enough buttress to be just teetering on the edge of like, was there a brain tumor or not? Brain tumor, you fall into the objective attitude instantly. Not, it seems like for some people, you, you go back into the reactive attitude. But it's like, 
I have no qualms. I have no qualms what you're saying in the negative sense. My question was specifically about like, does that kind of project automatically onto the positive sense? And I was trying to see the way you explained like how you would behave in these cases if it was different between like the extreme positive and the extreme negative. That was kind of like what I was digging. I think you phrased it very well in like the negative. Well, I was thinking it through like there too. Like I was was thinking it through to you. Um, Yeah, yeah, of course. I was still thinking it through. Because it just, it seems like... Because, I mean, you know, I, I keep repeating it, but it's like, it's, it's just how I, like, begin the thought process on it. Like, mm-hmm. I, do, I do accept Strassen's view uh, that, that those are what constitute interpersonal life. And it's true that, especially, like, I don't know, like, you know, if you guys, I, I'm just trying to think of just, like, a, a trivial example. I don't know, like. Positive uh, or negative? Negative. Well, I, I, have, I have a question here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so from your kind of uh, framing here, then, would you only take the reactive view um, for good behavior if it's within the person's character? No, I also do for sure both descriptively, and I think it's probably an ought. It's not wrong to go into the reactive attitude uh in in uh, negative senses too. Oh no, no, uh, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm only talking about the good. I I, I might have phrased oh, that. Oh, sorry. Good. Can you repeat the question? About, yeah. So, when you're viewing good behavior, mm-hmm. right, um, are you only going to take the reactive attitude if it's within their character? If it's uh, if it aligns with their with who they you know the character you've come to know. I think perhaps. Yeah, because when it's not, doesn't that sort of beg an explanation? Like if yeah. you did something un- inexplicably random, but it happened to be good, and I was like, "What, dude? Why'd you do that?" Because like it's cool that you did it, but like, like I can't understand why. It's not what I would expect you to do, and you can't explain to me why. Then, it, then it is like, what's? Do, do you get that intuition? Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering to like I'm just trying to think of like you know, like yeah, like real life examples here. Like if I showed up to your apartment, right? Like you're in Giffen's apartment, and I had like you know an extra large Luciano's pizza, right? Like that's <laughs> that that's kind of like outside my character, but not so far outside the bounds. Yeah, like, but I it, could it, see it, you it doing eyebrows. Like this is. I'd this, be like, all right, like. like it's, I, it's, to be honest, I would want to know why were you in the neighborhood? Like, why are you here? Like, I'm happy to see you. No, no, I'm talking about if I was coming over anyway. Like, if oh. I was coming over anyway, but I decided to just roll by and pick up a giant Luciano's pizza. And, like, it, it's very surprising generosity on my part. <laughs> it's not, it is. It is. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just laughing at so, you. You're doing yourself a little it, dirty. But it, I but appreciate it. Yeah. No, funny. <laughs> There's like a spectrum of generosity that sure. you know I'm capable of, you know, based on you know how you guys know me. It, it is surprising. three standard GBAs away. This is behavior. <laughs> I just get, don't get think that that's that far outside the bounds. Like, sure, I, yeah. sure. It, it, it's it's not it's not shocking. Yeah, it's it actually might be shocking, but it's not <laughs> actually shocking. <Yes>. So <laughs> that's a good way to phrase it. Yeah, but you know, if if I showed up. And if you paid off my student loans for me, sure, then I'd be like, yeah, like what's going on? And you couldn't, you had, you just, 
you couldn't tell me why you did it or that a reason that made sense to me, then I, I would be like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, I, 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 and my, I just felt like paying it forward. You know, I'd... Yeah, but, but you know, I'd be like, what the fuck? You know no, what I mean? So, like, actually, even in the case where he does have an explanation that, like, is in his character, well, I don't know. I'm trying but then to, he I'm makes, try- but he almost de facto makes sense of it in that case. Yeah, I'm actually trying to expand this thought experiment. I just, this is totally just like train of thought. But it, like, in the oh, I, here, look, hold on. I, I I thought I came up with one. Yeah, let's reverse it, Adam. I pay off your because st- you actually have student loans still, right? Like this is a real life example. I pay them off. You're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, like you like, but it's like a happy what the fuck. You're like, what what the hell? I'm like, dude, I won the lottery. Like I won five million dollars. Like we've been great friends forever. I want to do this. That like it goes from what the fuck to actually like that's like that's in the realm of like if I won, dude. Like for like if I did win a fifty million dollar, like I would pay off both of your loans. You know what I mean? Like sure. So so do you get what I'm saying? In the case that I provide a reason that does explain it, then it does nullify that what the fuck feeling. Well, in in that case, though, it's like, you know, it's been still within your character. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think we're still trying to probe, like, out of character. Okay. Because, so because, I hadn't oh, won the lottery, and I had saved up my money for years, yes. not paying off my own loans to pay yours off. Or even just your grad school savings just dumped into Adam's like, yeah. student loans. But then, Adam, you would be, I think you should be like, what the fuck? You know, like what has like something has gone wrong in a right way for you, but but something has gone wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I... yeah. So I, I certainly buy that framing. I mean, it's got to be within the reasonable bounds of the person's character. I mean, it, can, it yeah. can't be. Un- that's any- just not like that's not like I I can't. I, it's just I don't know why I would ever do that. Like, just just forego my own. You know, and it's not because it's not like I owed you money or like fucked you over monetarily somehow. I should, you know, like those would be reasons. I don't know. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I we're we're really just trying to probe like yeah. this because I mean it, it. There is an asymmetry going on here um, to yes. an extent. Yes. And I don't think you had made that clear until we brought up like. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, 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 I'm liking this too because it's making me think it through. Yeah. yeah. I have one final example that I thought yes. of. So this is the case. So right now where we're thinking with like Harris, um, is his name Harris? Am I? It is. No, it's Harris. Yeah. Okay. For some reason I immediately, well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, um, so right now I think, am I correct in saying we all kind of view like Harris in kind of the objective sense? Like yeah. his after hearing like you know the mm-hmm. well yeah the whole story the and details even, his... even if before the story because we've been primed maybe we already started taking like the objective sense a little bit sure Jordan would you be willing so it's basically we can say like like oh of course he did that like oh like no one ma- it makes sense yeah no one mm-hmm. right um in such a way that like just because his behavior were just like, so kind of consistent towards this um would you be willing to take the objective stance in a sense like in a situation where like adam just shows just such immense generosity that kind of is in his character but that, that is good towards you what i missed that what was that so th- this is a case like the directly the opposite where the only thing that's changed is like whether it was a good or bad thing 
right? So Adam like this does this thing question that has already been asked. Yeah, it, I, I guess I want to hear. Well, you said, would you be willing to take the objective attitude? Or it's not. I, okay, you're right. It is I, I don't get the willing part because it's like I thought. I take away the willing. This. Would you like? Would do you think that you ought to? But I thought it, I I had clarified this with Adam's probing questions. Like if I had reason, like. But, I actually don't understand. How have I not answered this with like all of the programming Adam said? If it was a scenario in which his his uh, um, actions made no sense, then I would be grasping for the brain tumor, whatever it was. Like, it, but and in the case where I don't get it, I've already defended why I don't think that's a a, a sharp distinction, right? Um, but in the case, like, I, I don't know. Have I not? answered that like adam is there a question there that i am like not understanding i i thought that i had we had gone over that with like the lottery the saving up for the loans the sure i i think i think like your like your structure seems to boil down to whether good or bad for you to maintain the reactive attitude it's got to be within the person's character I don't think so for the negative. That's the asymmetry. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to yes. think. I wanted Jordan to say like you ought to, or at least for case. the for the heinously negative, right? And extreme I, and negative and positive. And Giffen, I that may be depending on the details, a permissibility, not an obligatory case. But in the negative sense, you think it is obligatory? No, no, I'm saying it depends on the like. I don't know. This is this. We got to know the details. Like, I just don't know. Like, it could yeah. be. It, it, I'm sure that like. Um, in some cases, it could be a permissibility case. Like it's it, that's just I don't know. That almost depends more on the person. Like that's kind of a pluralistic, uh, pluralistic view. So, like, so, I'm sorry. Can you can you clarify again what your criteria is then for the negative case? The negative case is <clears throat> I don't. I think it's tough. Um, when someone does a negative reactive attitude or someone does something negative that it, that inhibits or brings about the reactive attitudes. Sorry, we're going on the two hour mark, so I'm getting a little choppy. Um, I think that it is for sure permissible, morally permissible for you to take the objective attitude. Um, whether or not it's obligatory, I think depends on the details of the situation. So, for instance, um, <clears throat> when there's like, this might be, and we talked about this before, the legal case, for instance. Um, even if someone has wronged you, some, even if someone has wronged a family member, it's not per, it would not be permissible. It would be obligatory for you to tell the truth in a, like a hearing about it or something. Even though in order to do that, you may have to stifle your reactive attitudes towards that person. I think that is an obligatory case. Something softer, something like a permissibility case would be... Can I ask a clarifying question about the sure. obligatory case? Would you say that any um, sort of negative action on someone's part outside of their character uh, necessitates uh, taking the objective mm -hmm. attitude? That's an interesting one. Um... That depends on, hmm, that's a great question. Out of someone's character, uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say yes, 
I don't know what I think fully about that because it's like the out of the character, out of character for that person. I I feel like morally it ought to trigger some investigation, right? And and I guess that investigation necessarily takes the objective view. It is defl- it's it's I think as as Watson says, it's it's asking how, you know, that person, um, like came to do that, um, because, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder almost if that, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, do you, what do you think about like my initial leanings? Uh, I think it makes sense. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Cause I, I was, cause I, I understand like the whole, you know, obligatory versus permissible. Like I, I totally understand your distinction there. I'm just saying like, um, I know Strawson to an extent kind of, um, he thinks that that know, project like this is oh my wait I'm sorry yeah go he, ahead because he because he kind of like introduces that in his original paper right where it's like um, that that is part of the um, sorry the two hour mark the second yeah, I know right the second plea like if it yes. and, and and the thing is he points but the, the issue is I, I know that he has a limited scope on it like I, I know mm-hmm. that you, he doesn't because he points to things like you know stress. Or, or or lack of sleep, and, and and you you go further with that. I understand that, but I'm just saying, like. But I think he's he, inconsistent in that. Even the cases he trots out, I think he's being inconsistent there. Like I don't think that you can say that the that more that the reactive attitudes are what is constitutive of more responsibility, and we cannot critique that practice as a whole. I don't think you can say that, and then also trot out these exemplary or uh, exempting cases. Like, is that not to do the very thing Strassen said we could not do? Like, because I view those as, that, that's determinism. Like, if someone has schizophrenia, they were determined to have it. Like, they can't just contra-causally will the schizophrenia out of them, right? So, like, I think Strassen doesn't want to call that a deterministic detail. And that's how he avoids the inconsistency. But I think that that is blatantly a deterministic detail about that person. And I think that's where the inconsistency comes in. Um, I understand where you're coming from here, but like, okay, let, let me try to think this through here. Yeah. So, um, so in his model, mm-hmm. taking the determinism out of it here, he's saying sure. that, you know, you can suspend the basic demand mm-hmm. if there is an exempting case. And mm-hmm. he looks at you, including, you know, being a child, being a sociopath, but also not being yourself at the time. Yes, it was out of his, he wasn't himself, I think was his, his phrase. Sure. So I, I guess I'm seeing, I'm not seeing the difference there um, on, on like the negative side in a sense, because like, because, because the thing yeah. is like, you know, um, you, you take it further in the sense that, well, you know, given just someone we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. If, if this is, I mean, if I'm not in some sort of interpersonal relationship with them, you know, we can recognize that determinism plus randomness ultimately brought about their behavior. And we can take the objective view on that. And, mm-hmm. my, and I can also do that if, you know, someone that I do have an interpersonal relationship with, if they somehow act outside of their, you know, uh, how, how their character would indicate they would act. Mm-hmm. So in that case, then I will also take the objective viewpoint 
But I don't think Strawson necessarily disagrees on that point. No, he doesn't. But I'm saying that the I, grounds... I know what you're okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making an interesting point there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought so I was much of the it. framework that he puts in place for yes. how we should view yeah. uh, whether we should take the uh, you know the reactive attitude on the. Uh, but, but actually, I don't think he says should. I think he just says he just says do or does. I, I don't think he says the should. Um, be, because that's the very thing he's kind of railing against almost. Like he, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he trots out cases in which the objective attitude is available to us. Um, but he, do, he, he's almost like he doesn't want to get into the odds, which is yeah, weird. I, I do kind can of agree I, with I that, Jordan. You, oh, can I, can I push you a little further on that? I'm so sorry, Giffen. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's interesting question may not be, but, um, so I guess I'm a little lost at this point, maybe because we're two hours in. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I understand that if someone does a bad action in their character, we do take the reactive attitude. But why should we? I, I why under your model should we take, you know, the reactive attitude towards bad behavior in someone's character? I, I think the should for me in that case is, is a little soft. Honestly, the, the shoulds for me more come out in um, the, the negative sense. Um, or I'm sorry, um, when you should not take the reactive attitude in the negative senses. That's where the kind of the shoulds come out. Um, and you, you asked about when it was in their character. Um, and that, that for me is more of just that comes down to the kind of pragmatic consequentialist like uh, aspects of the relationship, right? Like, um, here's so you an here, back to consequences in that case. I do, I do. Because, you know, let's say that like you and I are, mm-hmm. like, we don't even have to say, you know, like you and I have argued about things in the past or something. You know what I mean? It's like, if it's like we really just don't agree. I I can just kind of keep pushing it and just keep pushing it right until like we either just agree or like just like it just you know just like blows up or whatever or it's just like I can take kind of the objective attitude and be like I, I don't know like I see it this way he sees it this way I don't understand why he sees it this way but we can't just keep like arguing like do you know what I mean well I'm thinking more like in behavior like 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 say um well, that is kind of behavior based. Like, I wouldn't argue about it anymore with you. Yeah, no, you know? but you're, you're you're switching over to the objective, though. I'm talking about when you should. Oh, I should oh, take because yeah. I think you kind of like changed it halfway. Yeah, there. I did. I did. I'm sorry. Um, I okay, chalked that up to the. I would, I would go for a plea, to, a plea two type thing. Where, <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course. But I'll just I'll just throw like a you know a, a concrete example like um. So it's in my character to, you know, occasionally be a dick, right? So, (laughs) so say like, you know, I was at your guys' apartment, right? You were charging your phone, say, right? And like, so, and and my, my phone was on 1% and actually not even 1%, say my phone was on 50%, right? Let's make you an ultra dick. Your your phone was nearing, um, you know. 2% and I was expecting a call. (laughs) Yeah. So. About a sick mother. But you know, I'm like, man, this is like the only outlet around here. So I pull out your phone out of there and plug mine in. Yes. I mean, it is. I understand the question perfectly at this point. Well, uh, let me ask the last question here. Yes. Is the only basis for uh, 
moral responsibility at that point in kind of modulating my behavior. No. And okay. It is for maintaining the interpersonal relationship that we have, the reactive attitudes generally. Like I don't like that that I don't mm. and actually Adam, if it was a reactive attitude, it wouldn't be for consequentialist reasons, because that would be to take the objective attitude. That would be to mold you as a thing, not as a person. Right. So if it were only for that reason, it would be object in the objective attitude camp. If I wanted to just kind of like this is someone who I have to modify so that I don't have to deal with this in the future. That's objective. I think you should, especially in interpersonal. Well, perhaps maybe only exclusively in interpersonal cases, uh, maintain the reactive attitude because that is, you can't only have it one way, basically. Like that is like what constitutes our interpersonal relationship. If every time, like, you know, if just like anything, even a minor inconvenience, ha like not no one on inconvenience, but a minor wrong happened and I just like weirdly took the objective attitude, that would deflate part of our interpersonal relationship do you know what i mean yeah i buy that i buy everything you said yeah. okay okay i'm so glad you asked that question because i you're right it was my it was my midnight brain combined with the two and a half hour mark that kept reversing it on you and your question is vitally crucial yeah yeah yes okay okay so now i i understand this should now Yes. Yes. So, okay. I'm so glad that you kept beating me like down to, to answer that question because I actually, I I'm so happy to answer that, and I wasn't dodging. That was just like my brain reversing the question. Um, Do you have issues with where we've arrived at? Because I'm, I'm you just restated happy. briefly. <laughs> what would you say there? I just want like Jordan mm -hmm. to like restate like where we. I want to try restating Jordan's Let's argument. Do Let's do it. Let's do it. Adam yes. restate Jordan's argument. Okay, so you should adopt the reactive attitude when the reactive attitude is integral to maintaining the interpersonal relationship i would only add i would change the wording from you should adopt to you should fail to suspend because that admits that it's the default in an interpersonal relationship okay true, true. good point yep. okay i'm so, so maybe i'm crazy but it sounds like jordan like you now you seem to value the interpersonal relationship in all cases. <laughs> in, well, I didn't finish. How queer you value interpersonal. <laughs> it's like no, no. I'm sorry. I was I'm like, like, so it seems like this. I don't know. Are you always willing to like say you know? You should fail to suspend to save an inter like any interpersonal relationship. No. What about toxic ones? <laughs> oh, for sure not. But that's when. But that's when my many the things that I would like to you know flush out in a uh, like a dissertation. Mm -hmm. These many um, pragmatic or consequentialist reasons come out, right? Um, so so in the case that Adam does <laughs> be a dick and he unplugs my phone charger, he does for his. And, and he is just fighting me on this. Like, he just will not admit that that was the wrong thing to do. Like, he you know, he just will not. I, at a certain point, I begin to be confronted with the option of just running this into the ground. Right? Like, this is like, we are no longer going to be friends because he unplugged my phone charger. Right? Or I can just, I can take the objective attitude and be like, 
I don't understand it, but like, but I am just going to suspend my reactive attitudes of blame of resentment um, for for you know the greater good of like the friendship or whatever. Excuse me, whatever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let me give you another example that you might be kind of kind of. Um, and also, while you're thinking of that, I think um, something to kind of circle back around to is something we touched on maybe like an hour or so ago, where there seems to be you can adopt, you know, um, like the objective attitude. And I mean, I'm, this is kind of a simplistic way of viewing this, but whenever, you know, there's a failure in communication or understanding. So, like, if, if Jordan then views me as a person who is, you know, incapable of understanding why he's mad, he might then suspend, you know, the reactive, um, like, like, once he truly concludes that, like, I, I'm incapable. At like, least at this time, yeah. Exactly. Then, then you might then take the objective attitude at that mm, point. Exactly. And, you know, who knows how many of those experiences, you know, can survive. A, you know, a an interpersonal relationship. Exactly. So we because we know that it cannot be always. If that's always my view of Adam, then we no longer have a relationship. Um, but likewise, this is my argument: insisting upon uh, the the ubiquitous assertion or application of the reactive attitudes is absolutely going to just vitiate the relationship also right so then it comes down to how often and when we do and what i'm saying is that i don't think strassen has the tools um to have like the scrupulous view of when we ought to and when we ought not to um and and that's why i i i buy part of his but i don't buy his reactive attitudes or constitutive of more responsibility because i think that that leaves you just that's all you can say I don't know what you can do after that. And this is where I, this is where I thought Watson um, demurred uh, from Strawson in a way that I, I don't know if he made as explicit as I would like, where he did admit that determinism plays a role. Um, totally. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. And that is just, just blatantly contra Strawson. Because um, he kind of, um, he kind of like, you know. <clears throat> I know I've already used the word juxtaposed wrongly, but I'll use it <laughs> this time right. He juxtaposes like the two, uh, you know, positions, you know, determinant versus kind of like a libertarian viewpoint. And if you actually view the life of Harris, you actually arrive at two different conclusions depending on which, you know, frame you're viewing it from. Like if you view it from determinism, you say, well, you know, ultimately, you know, we shouldn't adopt the, you know, reactive attitude toward a character like Harris. But if you're a libertarian, you might still believe that Harris could have overcome, you know, his background or who he is. You know what I mean? Such that um, you might still have reason to maintain the reactive viewpoint. I, I, I don't I definitely don't think you have solid ground to adopt the objective in that point. Like and and to add on to that, what tools does Strassen have in his view to say that you should? Like he doesn't have any of those tools. He just says that like, you know what I mean? Like he just says like sometimes we do in the circumstances of unfortunate upbringing or of he wasn't himself. But but what if I say you know like like fuck you Strassen like no I hate Harris like I hate him and I. 
and I want to like blame and resent and punish him for what he did. What is Strawson to say at that point? Like, I think, you know, well, I think kind of going back to what Strawson was saying, like, I think he would talk about the moral community at that point and then talk about, you know, Harris's ability to, um, Mm -hmm. kind of respond meaningfully to your yes. right so yes. like at yes. that point he's an incapable figure of doing that therefore yeah go ahead oh i'm sorry i i meant to let you finish your thought but i i love that you said that because i agree that strassen may say that but i can't find the quote at this point um earlier than i might have found it but but then strassen is explicitly Going back on what he said about this practice, I'll butcher the quote, I'll try to get it verbatim, neither permits of nor allows rational justification. Is that not to explicitly violate that, that thing that Strassen said? Can you uh, repeat that quote again? I'm not sure I understood it. Strassen, I want to find it, I want to find it. Yeah, what's the context for that one? The practice of blame the, the practice of reactive attitudes, Strawson says, neither permits of nor allows a exter an external rational justification. I know that's damn near the quote. I can't find it. Um, I know that that is damn near the quote. I, I quoted in my my like senior paper, I think. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so mad. I can't find this. Um, uh, this is brutal. This is terrible listening to, but just bear with us. Um, I, 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 I don't want to ask you to just take it on faith, but I just, I, I know that that. Ah, uh, do I not have it highlighted? Another per. I know it's it's damn near. I mean, it's going to be damn near that that verbatim. I think it's also really important to recognize that, like, let me read this quote by uh, Strassen. Mm -hmm. um, it's in the uh, section Evil and the Limits of Moral Community, where okay. Watson is quoting Strassen. Yep. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll read from Watson first. He writes that the reactive attitudes essentially involve regarding the other as a morally responsible agent, as a term of moral relationships, as a member of the moral community. So... I think in this case, like, it's really important to um, view Strassen's work through inner, you know, interpersonal relationships. It has mm -hmm. less to do with, you know, some figure we're reading about. It's mm -hmm. more about, you know, the moral relationships you have with others. Yes, yes, for sure. But, like, but what I was saying is, and I'm, I'm, I have the reactive attitude towards myself right now for not being able to find this quote, but, like... Um, I think I might be able to find it faster in my writing sample, honestly. Um, uh, uh, what I was saying was, um, uh, damn it. Oh, oh, but, but I thought Watson was making the point that even if this did happen to like, just, just use a close friend of yours, right? Like if this did, like if Brian was the guy that uh, uh, Harris killed, right? At first, we would have these like these upswells of reactive attitudes. But Watson, I thought, was saying that when you learn, even if it does hit home for you, like even if it is um, uh, affecting your interpersonal relationships, of his background, 
you, you kind of just go, well, no wonder, like, geez, like, I feel sorry for him. Like, th- this is an abused and malfunctioning human being. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he um, says, like, they're occupying a state of both kind of, like, being a victim mm-hmm. and, like, being having exempted themselves from being a victim. Or either being a victim and, like, the perpetrator. Yeah, time. victimizer versus victim. They're both. So, I have it. I have the quote. Okay, let's hear it. The act of holding responsible on Strassen's account, quote, neither calls for nor permits an external rational justification. Uh, Strassen, page 64. But uh, the 64 doesn't correlate. I gave us the janky PDF. I apologize. Uh, The the real PDF is different. Um, so, 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 I'm saying that what Adam said Strassen might say I a thousand percent agree with, but then he is at odds with his own like project there. Do you know what I mean? That that's what I'm just taking this. I just I vehemently disagree with the neither calls for nor permits an external rational justification. Th- then it's like then we're just done. Like whenever you do have the reactive attitude, whenever you do take the objective, it's just like okay, what w- he doesn't have any power to his to his thesis. Yeah, it's almost just kind of like just defining moral responsibility as like, you know, like, oh, well, you're treating them as morally responsible when you have a attitude that <laughs> suggests... The reactive the, attitudes are, yeah. are, 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 more, are constitutive of moral responsibility. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just try to phrase yeah. it a little differently, but it's kind of, it's kind of, it yeah. is kind of like it ends there, right? It's like, oh, so in the case where like I have a reactive attitude towards someone, mm. like... You know, I, <laughs> it's all, it almost is like, what, what it, more is there to say at that point? For lack of self-aggrandizement, can I read what I say in my writing sample? I, I just say, I find this version of Strassen to be a rather dull and uninformative one. It merely states that saying someone is free, holding them responsible, and having reactive attitude towards him are all part of the same response. Is it, a sort of, it is a sort of reflective equilibrium that does not arrive at a convictive conclusion. I contend it lacks philosophical rigor and explanatory power, as well as informative power. It merely describes some of our actions and avoids engaging with the messiest parts. On this view, we have nowhere to stand when asking ourselves or others if an attitude is in fact appropriate. I guess I guess I'm just a little confused by that quote, though, because you know, if, if we recall, like like Strassen does, you know, go into like say say you know someone wronged you, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were to learn, you know, that they were under high stress or mm-hmm. you know hadn't had a lot of sleep, I mean, he puts out those examples himself and that is does. that is rational that is further information entering our minds yes. such that we conclude differently so yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I guess the quote doesn't seem to align with like much of the paper right, for me oh no well well i i think he tries to make it align because i don't think well, i i know he explicitly is not putting forth a framework of of Oughts, whether they express themselves in terms of permissibility or or, or obligatories, right? Like, I think that's how he gets out of it. But I'm saying is like, dude, that's just not like that's not enough. Like that that's just there's so much more, and it's not me wanting more. I think there's like a moral more there, you know? Yeah, I think he explicitly like states. I mean, maybe I'm misremembering, but doesn't Strassen state that like? 
you could bring up the fact that you know different yes. moral communities might exist and that kind of muddies it it's like he kind of like almost like sees like the the potential muddiness and he's like i'm not going i'm gonna put that to the side so i don't have to talk about this because he you yeah. know like thinking about it just for a little bit kind of does bring us to the point where all he's saying is like if a community holds it you know like reactive attitude towards this thing then that thing is you know um something that you ought to like yeah. be morally responsible for but yeah. that might be different for other communities like he there's no ought uh, there doesn't seem to be. There, there, he he brings forth these you know examples of the plea one or plea two as these are cases in which you find yourself or you might find yourself taking the objective attitude. I think that's it. I think that's all he's doing. And and all I'm saying is like, I don't want to go like you might. Like when should you? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Or just like imagine like another community that might not in one of those specific instances. Yeah. It's right? like <laughs> it's like our book. Are we if they didn't say both didn't. of these are cool, like, is this, is this just like, are we just done? Like, is yeah. this all kosher? Imagine him just kind of like take, like, you know, zooming way out of like different communities throughout history. It's like, wow, mm -hmm. they do suspend it in these cases and they don't in this cases. Weird. That's how they define moral responsibility. And then going to like another I, group, it's like, like it begins the to same become thing. like a project of an anthropologist, not yeah, a philosopher. It, it is yeah. an anthropology project. It sounds. And here's, okay, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it full circle here where mm. I thought it, maybe I don't disagree with Watson as much as I thought I did, but I think if that's true, then I think Watson disagrees with Strawson more than he lets on, because, yeah. okay, so so then so so because Watson seems to me to be saying the criteria is intelligible moral demand. Um, yes, and, yes, and that seems to I think two hours ago I might have said that I, I thought. That was inverting Strawson's project um, because it seems to me like Watson belongs on the list in the blog post about Dirk Paraboom as the fifth type of, of compatibilism instead of reasons responsive, it's intelligible moral demand. Unless I am misunderstanding him. No, no, I, possible. I, I, I don't disagree. I would just say that like... Um, the compatibilism that both Watson and Strawson argue for, it's so soft. It's so, it's like a very, it's a very soft, uh, actually less strong. It depends. It I, depends I, on Watson. I said yeah. Strawson, Watson. Oh, okay. I, I said Strawson. I think Watson, the compatibilism he does argue for is very soft because I think he does bring up, you mm. know, um, just like, Sorry. It's, 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 no, 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 no. It's great. It's great. I think it, it, it's soft or it's not depending on is is because because this is what I might still not be sure on. Is Watson saying that he's saying almost everything Strassen is, but that the reactive attitudes can be viewed through the lens of intelligible moral demand? Or is he saying that if this person with whom we're thinking about or engaging with is um, meets the criteria of having the capacity to understand intelligible moral demand to be part of the moral community, then they are ripe for moral responsibility. Then they are ripe for reactive attitudes. But if they're not, then they ought not be. That's not that soft of a view, but then he is very much disagreeing with Strassen. I think it's the latter. 
I would like it to be the latter. That's a view I find actually very interesting. Um, and and I, I think that that I think that in, uh, intelligible moral demand is a great way to view like my or, or is perhaps one of several good ways to view some of the considerations in that larger project that I've been like talking about that I want to like, you know, to do the, the thesis on. Um, yeah. I would like, I will, I'm, I mentioned I emailed him before to like, uh, come on, come on the podcast, but I'm going to email him again with that specific question. Cause I, that's, that's one that I really want to know. And I don't know. I could, here's the thing. If I read this paper again, which I will, I don't know whether or not I'll have a confident answer on that. Cause like for me, like, um, at least when I was reading this, it just seemed like, you know, I think I think we've actually arrived at a better place than <laughs> Strassen or Watson, honestly. Like I think, well, I, I th- yeah, I think so. But that's just because I think it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's actually more your system that we kind of like brought about, you know, a little more clarity to. Hmm. But um, yeah, I, I I think it, you know, it definitely makes sense in the sense that hmm. you're kind of combining um you know, kind of uh, Galen's view a little bit too. You're, throw, you're throwing a little little sprinkle of Galen, you know, actually yeah. kind of a heaping of Galen. It's a heaping you know, of serving Galen. Serving just like yes. the few tidbits of uh, PF that were, uh, you know, that are valuable to the human experience. Mm-hmm. So. I I think that it's funny. I, I have like, you know, notes on kind of how I'm viewing like the whole thing at this point. I think at this point, it's sort of like, I, f- I feel as though I fully succumb to Galen's argument because you have to, theoretically at least, right? Like you just have to. And I fully succumb to certain parts of P.F. Strassen's argument, namely that reactive attitudes are, are what constitute interpersonal life. And then I, I very, um, um, like... Jesus Christ, I, I'm just, I'm buffering at this point, but like, I, I very, like, thoughtfully uh, pull the the parts of Strassen that I like, namely his language of reactive and objective attitudes. I think that that, using that language is a non-trivially good way of viewing this debate, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that that's just cool, flowery language. Like, I think that that deepens understanding. Um, yeah, and I also think Watson's kind of language of intelligible moral demands is mm-hmm. actually just a uh you know it's incomplete as we've kind of you yes. know a, as you demonstrated um you know because i i've come to agree that ultimately there's no difference between you know the um background mm. of harris and you know possibly the the unknown causes of someone else mm-hmm you know, um, it's not as it's not a strong divide. Yeah. Yeah. But but, it, you know, intelligible moral demands is is very interesting as long as you throw in other caveats such as, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like you have an intelligible moral demand of someone's good behavior. And if it's outside of that, mm. then it's an unintelligible good behavior and you have to view it in the objective you know, lens at that. Point. So I think it it's, goes- a, it's a character based Watsonian compatibilism account. <laughs> actually, though, like actually, it's, though. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. So. It, I, I think it is. Um, and, and I will say, actually, I don't think I, I think this this Watson paper is even more um, valuable to me because I think he pointed out a 
he almost, I, what I find is almost the converse of what he's pointing out. I think that in in my further project of bins of exempting, um, uh, uh, you you it is morally uh, impermissible to take the objective attitude. Is when the person does not have the capacity for intelligible moral demand. Like that is a scenario where you ought not um, do it. This this person is you know a psychopath, an invalid, you know something like that. Like th this person does not have the capacity um, to do that. And so you you bringing that kind of standpoint to the conversation or to the relationship is 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 not warranted. Like it's inappropriate. You mean like the reactive attitudes are inappropriate? Yeah, in the case okay. where the person, yeah, yeah, does not have the uh, capacity for intelligible moral demand, and I did not, and I and I would not have included that in my uh, impermissibility bin before reading this paper. So I think that he actually did. It's not just the language. Um, I think he added a case for me. Um, this <laughs> this Good. might have great paper. Great, really, really great episode. I would love to. I would love to be able to ask Watson about that though. Um, whether he whether he does that or not uh <laughs> i this is this is probably my i said last time it was like one of my favorite episodes this is like one of my favorite episodes as well i like this a lot i'm legit i'm legitimately going to re-listen with kind of like a notepad which, <laughs> which is gonna be which is gonna be like a fucking art when I mean, we're closing out on the three hour mark so let's just end it but but I really enjoyed this episode. If you're somehow listening at this point, like you must really like this debate too at this point. Uh, listeners. So if you are listening, thank you for doing so and uh, tune in next time.